Hey, I'm Clayton. And I'm Sean, and we're men who like men who like movies. We're two queer men who love movies, and we love talking about movies, and after a lot of urging, we started a podcast. So I know you've been super excited for what we watched this week, Clayton. What did we watch? Yes, I have been so excited for this. I can't even stand it. We watched 1995's While You Were Sleeping. I picked this because it is one of my favorite rom-coms, favorite Christmas movies. I just really love it. I can't even remember the first time I saw it. It's been in my life probably since the early mid-90s. Hadn't been out that long, I don't think, and I had to talk about it. And we've got a special guest to help us out with this one today. We've got Ari Drew, writer, sometimes podcaster, horror lover, and thank you for coming. Hello, thank you all for having me. This is, uh, I'm really excited to chat about this movie because it is also one of my favorite rom-coms and uh, Christmas time movies. I always think it's so funny what people pick and just because you do love horror, I figured you would have gone for like the horror one. It's like, oh, no, you picked while you were sleeping. I cannot wait to find out why. <laughs> <laughs> we got to switch it up sometimes. Keep it interesting. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Sean? What is your relationship to while you were sleeping? Well, it is a new friend. Um, I've never seen this one before. Um, uh, Clayton has talked about it, I don't know, intermittently for 12 years. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, meh, meh. Like, I'm not a huge rom-com guy. Um, So I just was like, okay. Like, it just doesn't sound that great. And uh, finally, we are watching it for the podcast. And I was like, oh, this was so good. <laughs> yeah, I really like this one. Um, we watched your You've Got Mail a few weeks ago, and I did not like that one. And this one is like definitely making up for it in the rom-com battles. <laughs> good. I'm Yeah, I'm I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you've been converted um, because I also actually don't love You've Got Mail either. I, I don't I'm not big on some of those like that era of meg ryan i don't maybe i just don't like meg ryan's like as a as a rom-com leading lady but I, again like don't don't come attack me on twitter for that <laughs> you might have to watch out for clayton i and i agree with you i just uh, you've got mail is not i i just didn't like it's politics of it like he it, really it just aggressively didn't... did not like it. i was like is <laughs> the fact that like they don't give her any agency at the end of the movie like she's a smart like smart woman and then at the end it's like oh uh tom hanks knows a secret that you don't and then he gaslights her into like falling in love with him and i'm like, Ugh. <laughs> like i don't want to watch this like watched it twice and i was like never again <laughs> didn't want to watch it and i had to watch it twice and then talk about it <laughs> yeah I watched it and I was like, oh, okay, well, this is all right. And I, it's one of the few <laughs> movies that like Clayton and I actually got to watch together at the same time. Oh, I and love I that. think I laughed twice. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was just like, this was what is this trying to tell us? <laughs> the the answer world is, may never I don't know. even think it knows. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I love. I did love this one way more. I thought it was actually romantic, um, and an actually romantic romantic comedy. <laughs> so, would you guys recommend this? I'm thinking, from what I'm hearing, that is a resounding yes. 
that yes definitely a resounding oh yes. yeah i would i have i have been recommending this movie for almost 20 years plus actually no what year is it right now i don't even know what's going on almost 30 years <laughs> <laughs> almost it's that time of year holy crap <laughs> that's yeah that's pretty wild but i i've just always loved this movie i think it like nails the combination of being sweet and being you know kind of like the character to uh lucy is just really sad and her i don't know something about her story i just want to give her a hug all the time so yeah I, and I've, the movie I've... makes me feel like it gave me a hug and it's yes. also really quirky and funny at the same time i just i love it love it so much agreed so i think those are our quick thoughts on why you were sleeping you guys want to get into the actual meat of the movie yes yeah let's hit it so a little bit of production it was directed by John Turtletob and written by Daniel G. Sullivan and Frederick LeBeau, who wrote this and basically nothing else since. I don't know Aww. how. It's so sad. <laughs> That's surprising considering how well it did and yeah, how well it was, it was received. Hit. Yeah. And another little shout out. The music was composed by Randy Edelman, Edelman who also has done pretty much nothing else and... I think that's a bummer because I think the music in this helped sell the story so much. Yeah. Um, the original screenplay for this was gender flipped and it was thought to be very predatory. So we ended up with this. Thank God. Mm -hmm. And it also was not originally a Christmas movie. They changed it to get butts in seats and have made us a holiday classic. I think all of these changes are great. One thing I was always kind of weirded out, though, is I didn't realize this was a Christmas movie because the cover, she's in, like, short sleeves and a dress and a skirt. And I was like, when does this take place? <laughs> and then it was Christmas. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think I've ever thought of that, but that is so true. And, like, it doesn't. Like, they look like they're in spring or summer. Yeah. And, like, and then you watch the movie and you're like, this is Christmas time. What? This doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> yeah, it takes place between, like, christmas eve and new year's pretty much and that's why I, every time i looked at the cover i was just like oh they're just falling in love and then i was like oh the one does this take place and then clayton's like oh it's christmas and i'm like tell that to the cover <laughs> because it, it did not get the memo <laughs> yeah i can't believe i've never noticed that i am so happy that i'm watching it this close to christmas i mean i would have done it anyway but oh yeah absolutely it, i think it's going in my rotation like, I think this is definitely going up there in my, my favorite rom-coms. I probably watch this movie three times a year. Not even not even joking. I feel like I need to start putting it into rotation like that, because I, I really do love it, and I don't, I don't get to see it enough. Well, I will say I sneaked a peek at your and Trace's letterboxes earlier to see if I could get a hint of your thoughts on this, and... Mm -hmm. I saw what he gave it, and he was just like, this is bizarre as fuck. So I was like, maybe uh, you might have to persuade him to watch it several times or in your rotation, because I don't think he loved it very much. Yeah, I know. I will I will make him rewatch it. And I watch a lot of stuff for for that man, so I would say that... Um... We could give him. We can get him through a few more rewatches. It is. I. I just. I don't know. He does. He does really like certain rom coms that I am not like a huge fan of. Like he really, really loves Never Been Kissed, and it's cute, but it is not one of my favorites. I've um, never been kissed. I think I've it's never really seen cute. it. 
I've never uh, seen that. You might, you, Sean. You might fall in the same category as I did. Sean I just like something. Used to, it will make. It would make Sean really mad. I know that. I could see fact. that. It would make Sean really mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard that. I I mean, I've seen like small parts of it. Like, I don't know. It was like on TV once and I saw like the end where she's at the stands and I was like, wait, isn't he the teacher? And I was like, maybe I don't want to watch this ever. <laughs> and I it's, just, yeah, <laughs> that's a weird, it's a weird dynamic with that, which is so weird because like, I mean, while you were sleeping does have some elements of it that you're like, this is a little like ethically weird i'm like what are we what are it we supporting here easier to write off and while <laughs> yeah. you were sleeping and never been kissed. it is oh and i completely agree yeah never and, been and kissed i'm just kind of like uh it's of its time it's drew barrymore and michael vartan i'm just gonna kind of hand wave it and not get into it or <laughs> ignore that he was the that, teacher <laughs> i'll have to admit that never been kissed is severely problematic and wrong and i can't enjoy it ever again <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and honestly, with this one, I was really worried about it because, like, hearing uh, what it's about, I was like, "Oh, like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this." And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It really felt like I understood where Lucy was coming from, which it just like helped immensely because you just, and maybe this is just because Sandy's such a great actress, but like, you just she just oozes loneliness, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, like I just want to invite her to my house and like come come in (laughs) you know i'll adopt her she can be my mom i love her (laughs) sandy bullock of 1995 and sandy bullock now barely different she's a witch (laughs) yeah oh yeah oh my god she has not aged like at all shocking i was watching it and i had just recently watched uh what was it the lost city and Mm -hmm. i still just want to call it the lost city of d because that's what it was called for so long um but she does not look very different. I was so mm-hmm. impressed. I'm like, good for you. Good for you, Sandra Bullock. Um, <laughs> speaking of Sandy's character, Lucy Eleanor Moderate, Kinman originally auditioned for that. Can you picture that movie? Um, I really can't. I And I, I love Nicole Kidman, but it just doesn't. There's like a and charm. I'm trying to think of like Nicole Kidman in 1995 doing that. <laughs> right. Right. What was she doing around that time? I'm trying to think Days of like of Thunder. Malice. Days of Thunder from, uh, what's that one where her and Tom were like Irish immigrants? Uh, Far and away. Yes. Oh, uh, I feel right. like it was around kind of that time. When did, um, when did she do uh, To Die For? Because I do love that movie. Oh, that would have been 95, I think. Yeah. Don't quote yeah, me. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. So, yeah, that era of Nicole. I mean, I guess I could see her. She would have done something different, you know, but I, I think that Sandy really captures the charm and just like the nuances, emotional. And we'll talk about this, of course, as we go forward. But, yeah, yes. it would have been weird. This might be the episode I finally cry on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, another weird thing. Bill Pullman plays Jack Callahan, uh, one of the love interests of this film that we will get into. But keep in mind, Kidman auditioned for this, and Matthew McConaughey tested for the part of Jack, but was rejected because of his Texas accent. So imagine this with Matthew McConaughey and Nicole Kidman from 1995. <laughs> Very different. Oh film. my, yeah. Someone needs to make that uh that fan edit poster. I would love to see their faces on that. <laughs> on that poster just to see what it would look like (laughs) i'm gonna reach out to my friend keith 
and see if you can do that. Do it. That could be the promo image for this episode. <laughs> it will confuse everyone. It will. It will confuse Why are we There's going to be so many people thinking this is like a, like, uh, oh my God, a Mandela effect. They're all like, wait. I thought that was Sandra <laughs> <laughs> Love that. The film that could have been. Yeah. For the other love interest, we've got Peter Gallagher playing Peter Callahan and spends most of the movie laying in bed with his wonderful eyebrows. Um, <laughs> we've got the always fun Peter Boy, Peter Boyle playing their father, Ox Callahan got jack warden and a very emotional role i think mm. playing their best friend saul the godfather of peter gallagher's character we've got glennis johns you know the mother from mary poppins mm-hmm. uh playing the hysterical grandma elsie we've got Nicole mercurio as the mother of the family midge callahan we've got michael rispoli playing <laughs> uh scene stealing joe fusco jr and finally monica kina playing little sister mary callahan um and i know sean you like her because you've seen her <laughs> in some stuff but i have not i have uh she reminds she's from freddy versus jason and the oh Night i have of the seen Demons that remake. <laughs> and she was in the episode of gray's anatomy where she's they were she was attached to another dude by a pole from oh my like a train. god that um episode i uh, i used to li- the music in that episode is like i mean grace and abby always had great music but that episode had such good music oh, and season two is the best season they ever man, had i it remember was every so patient all of it like if i really just need comfort tv i put on season two of gray's anatomy because i know every single episode like i like i love everything it's got the pick me choose me love me speech yes it's got <laughs> addison it's got the into you like a train it's got the bomb in the ba- body yep. cavity like you literally cannot go wrong with the finale <laughs> is everything yeah it's yes. so good why so is it whenever- in tv shows their second season is either awful or the best they've ever had. <laughs> or like peak. Yeah, it is pretty peak for Grace. Even though I do, I did, uh, I probably have seen season two the most, but I do, I did watch season three, uh, like select episodes quite a bit in certain arcs. Um, but yeah, they don't make them like they used to. No, I, I think Grace is strong through like seasons one through ten. Like the, it, it does trail <laughs> off. <laughs> I made it to points. the beginning of maybe season five or something, and just never got back um, to it. For me, once once Sandra O leaves, then it never mm. really catches its stride again because I, I her relationship with Ellen Pompeo, Meredith Grey in the show, like that was what I was there for. Like mm-hmm. I could care less, no offense, Patrick Dempsey, but like, I could care less about McDreamy for the most part. Like, yeah, it was romantic, but yay. Happy. Agreed. But yeah. like her, their relationship together was the heart and soul of that show for me. So like once she was gone, I was like, all right, well I'll stick around. And I haven't watched these last like two seasons. I don't think like I'll catch it. What are they on now? <laughs> 20 something oh 17 yeah. okay there we go yeah it's like it's getting high up there <laughs> 37 like 80, 80, 80, 80. <laughs> it's pulling an er yeah it definitely is i mean it keeps it keeps like revamping i mean even ellen pompeo is left at this point yeah there like, is no meredith going <laughs> exactly <laughs> like, <laughs> but where the gray go with gray's anatomy like what is the point but yeah well <laughs> yeah i think <laughs> I they fell off pick. 
I want to say I saw like no, I think I saw like through season seven, and that's when I kind of fell off. But I did. When is the sh- the shooter episode with Mandy Moore? Or those two uh, episodes? That's either the end of season six or the end of season seven. No, the end of season uh, seven is the plane crash. Uh, yeah, so it's the end of season six. Yeah, uh, that is some good ass television. Oh yeah, like, and that's what I mean. Like that is like the, those event episodes was really when they hit their stride. Mm-hmm. Like those are always like I every, will say it feels like the event episodes that I did see of Grey's Anatomy were very good episodes of television. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, like the plane crash, the train crash, the bus the sh- crash, the ferry the boat crash. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, if something a is lot crashing, of crashes. it's great. <laughs> the Agreed. bomb in the body cavity yeah <laughs> oh man oh monica kina so uh that's where you know that's where we started with with yeah, the grace anatomy but... <laughs> no but it's it's i love that, that. <laughs> um but monica kina though also i knew her because i did watch uh dawson's creek when it aired and she's in that for the first season i believe and she dies in like this really like i was surprised when the character died and it was a character that i you know that i was she's kind of like love the that. bitchy girl like... I know her from this, but every single thing you guys have mentioned her in, I have actually seen those parts. <laughs> I'm like, I never got to finish Dawson's Creek because now it's just too much time to try to go back and watch it again. Yeah. But I did watch the first, I think, around to when they were going to college. So I saw a lot oh, of yeah. her and I definitely would have seen her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's Abby. I, I remember that. TV. It's been years. I didn't even remember her in it. Wow. But yeah, like, I, I just watched it when it was on. <laughs> like, yeah, same, same. Like, no, it was on the the WB, and I remember that was a whole like well, event. I grew up very Christian and didn't have TV, so I had to wait for things to come out on DVD and get them from the library. <laughs> oh, you've had you Netflix know... for years, Clayton. Don't give me excuses. <laughs> <laughs> I will say too, though, Clayton. Like, I I grew up in a really religious family as well, and I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of television. And this was during the time that. Um, where that really started taking effect was whenever Buffy was out and I was obsessed with Buffy. And then I, of course I'd watch all the other shows on WB, but I would sneak watch it because I wasn't supposed to be watching it. Um, and I that's how I got lot, my, but fill. I still have yeah. to get stuff from the library because we literally Aww. didn't have television. <laughs> I could watch things on DVD and VHS that was approved or I could sneak. And that was it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Good times. Good times. <laughs> like Buffy, I was not allowed to, like, I don't even remember when I first, I was in high school when I first saw Buffy, and it had been on for, like, several seasons, and I wanted to watch it. And mm-hmm. for years, like, into my, far longer than I would admit, I would ask my parents, like, I went to box out of Buffy for Christmas. And they would literally get me, like, everything except that, because it was called Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and she thought it looked evil. <laughs> oh i heard that all the time i remember my mom walked in um, when i was watching it was like one of the times that i was sneak watching it and it it didn't like there wasn't like graphic stuff on it but sometimes there were obviously like the monsters of the week were pretty gnarly and and demonic for a very christian household so Mm -hmm. she walked in during the um the episode where buffy and cordelia go to a frat party or college uh, party and there's like a worm and all so yes, she thought that worm. that was just the <laughs> most demonic thing ever and so i had to be really careful after that <laughs> and parents yeah, always lucky. come in at the worst times too like, right <laughs> you could be watching something that has nothing in it except for one 20 second scene of something and that is the 20 seconds they would that's what they room. see yep 
See, I got lucky. My parents loved Buffy, or my dad did, <laughs> so we would watch Buffy. Like, you have like, no idea how much of a charmed life you led as a child. <laughs> I did. I did. I've been watching our movies since I was far too young, and uh, well, I mean, I was always I loved my parents, but I was always kind of like I was very adult as a child, probably too adult. Mm-hmm. So like, and you know, former gifted kid. So I was like always kind of like ahead of everyone else in things mm-hmm. so like they didn't now really look mind at me doing stuff because i knew it was going <laughs> i know i know now i work retail <laughs> no, that i mean i totally get that too because i was it's really funny because my parents didn't find the church until i was probably like six so up until that point because they were they were separated and i would stay with my dad well actually it really didn't matter whoever i stayed with like I was always up very late and not supervised and watching all kinds of fucked up shit. So like I I definitely uh definitely was exposed to a lot of things I shouldn't have seen when I was really young and then so the backtracking obviously whenever they they got back together and they found the church it was like now you can't do any of these things or explore any of these things that you really liked uh growing up and I was just kind of like um, why are you trying to be my parent now? I'm the adult. <laughs> like, right. I, I've been taking care of myself for five years. This is gonna, yeah, this is terrible. It's gonna sound like I really have a lot of resentment around this because I just talked about this on another <laughs> podcast episode. Oh, that is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we don't need to bring up this deep set trauma. No, <laughs> I've worked through it. Real. <laughs> I've worked through it. It's fine. But yes, it's like that whole thing where it's like, you're such an old soul. It's like, yeah, I was neglected. So of course I am. Like, I had to be an adult. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I've actually got a really funny story that is about this, but not while you were sleeping. So I wasn't allowed to watch stuff and was definitely not allowed to watch R-rated movies or anything. But I was over at my friend's house, whose dad was pastoring a very conservative church at the time, you know, same beliefs as us. But their family would watch more than I was allowed to. And I was there Mm -hmm. on a sleepover and him and I were watching the wonderful 90s Mark Wahlberg, Reese Witherspoon film, Fear. Oh, yeah. And his pastor father came down. And he conveniently left the room and just left me there with his dad. And can you guess what scene it was? Oh no! It was the what the is it the roller coaster? Yes. Oh god, <laughs> that is so awkward. <laughs> oh my god, I'm just like getting so embarrassed even just remembering. <laughs> like I hate you so what much. What do you do? You so like, much. did he? Did he say anything? Like, just no. Was like, like, I would have almost rather been him being like, "Oh, this isn't good. We need to turn this off," or just something. But he just like sat there, and I was just sitting there, like we didn't talk. Oh, my and then gosh, after a while, like, uh... like he went back to doing something else, and my friend came back, and I was just like, "I want to kill you. I want to kill you so much." <laughs> I was like, that's watching an awkward scene like that when you're a little kid with somebody else's parent without them is worse than your own parent. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's I, I, I not to leave you hanging on this one, because I have a story like that. We watched Watchmen with a friend of mine's parents and it was like the extended edition. So the sex scene is even longer. Mm. And I was like. How old were you at that oh, point? I remember when Watchmen came out. Yeah, oh, I was. It was what two thousand five ish, six ish, right? It did not would, come out that soon. It, it came out in like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Well, it was in the well, late. Either way, two thousand nine or seventeen. 
whatever i was i was probably i was 17 or so but it's still it doesn't matter how old you are it's awkward it does to watch it matters how old you are <laughs> <laughs> well i'm not saying yours is any is more less traumatic it was more traumatic <laughs> i was like was 10 <laughs> especially because i was sitting next to another friend who was a lesbian and then him and we're all and just not sitting just on, like, 10 like three. grew up in the super conservative church 10 <laughs> yeah that is pretty rough oh <laughs> uh. Yeah. Lots of awkwardness around uh, yes. <clears throat> growing up in the church and, and being exposed to other things whenever you're, yeah, it's, no, it's not, I don't want to relive any of those, of those memories. Yeah, we'll, we'll stop talking yeah. those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's podcast, not therapy. Uh, same thing, but <laughs> same anyway. Di- same difference. <laughs> like anything can be therapy if you try hard enough. Yes. Right. Yes, it really can. <laughs> um but yeah so this movie <laughs> um starts with a sandra bullock voiceover that's really cute and i really like it uh normally i would think it was just too schmaltzy or whatever but sandra bullock's line delivery and everything and just her talking about remembering her childhood but she just didn't remember it being that orange and got this like orange filter practically on the screen I think it's really charming and just talking about her dad and how they would go on exotic adventures together and like Milwaukee and it's amazing how exotic Wisconsin isn't and it just <laughs> it sets her up so well and at that point in the movie it's just like putting that warm blanket on and I know I'm going to be there for an hour and 45 minutes and it's wonderful um, this movie is an hour and 45 minutes uh, I think it's an hour and 48 minutes and wow it flies by it, it really does by. that long like I, I i did not realize it was that long like i was watching it and i was just like you know like that is not that long I'm every movie it, that comes out now is like two hours and 45 minutes <laughs> right everything i think it's just by comparison now everything just feels really short if it's if it's not two yeah. three hours long <laughs> like oh, i went and saw the new avatar and i was just like my god we could have shaved a half hour of this at least it's good. It's pretty, but <laughs> I was like, "There's some of this we don't really need." James Cameron, please stop sucking your own penis. Yeah, I think if I like, if I really, really like, I would watch a three-hour Scream movie any day. So, like, that's there are there are certain things that I'm like, give it to me for three hours. But Avatar is not one of them, <laughs> and there are some other things that I'm just like, okay, like we can pull. It well, back the a movies bit. are expensive. You want to get your money's worth, so. True, and it did take them five million years to make this new Avatar. So, yeah, yeah. but like I haven't seen it yet, long, so I can't I, really comment on its quality. <laughs> I think we need to start implementing like chitty chitty bang bang rules where you have an intermission. Like, give me time to run to the bathroom and go refill my popcorn and get a drink. Like, I'd love that. I would like, love that. Yeah. I love inter. Like, whatever happened to the intermission? Like, give me a ten minute period. Or I could get up and stretch my legs and not have to sit, like, the whole time. They didn't like, even have an intermission when Grindhouse went, was in theaters. It was just I know, both it, movies back-to-back, back, trailers uh, in between. Maybe they assumed that the, the trailers were going to be the... <laughs> Those trailers were so good. How could you leave? <laughs> right, exactly. Well, I know. But if you're not, if you have to go bad enough, you're just like, well, this isn't the actual movie. Bye. i've gotten pretty good at running to go pee during movies and like only missing like 45 seconds like it's really intense 
That's impressive. <laughs> it's pretty. That is yeah, it's, impressive. It, it is pretty good. But then it's like embarrassing because now I'm like super out of shape these days, and so when I run back, I'm like winded <laughs> from from going to pee. <laughs> you're back in your seat, just like huffing. And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I. I. I'm just. I'm putting it out there. Bring back intermission. Thank you. One of the more <laughs> recent times I went to the movies, I can't remember what I was seeing, but I was trying to get to my seat, and. <laughs> I tripped flat on my face pretty much on the stairs and it was oh no a lot of people like it was during the previews and stuff so there was still light and I made my way to my seat and had just like look dignified and sit there <laughs> oh my god and the reserved seats like and I already had my stuff there like I I think I had gone out to pee before the movie and I was just like you were in your 30s you should not be doing this <laughs> <laughs> bro we all trip everyone's fallen i fell out of it yeah i fell off of a um there was like a step that i didn't see at a friend's house recently and it was my first time hanging out with these with these people like in their space and it was just so mortifying because (laughs) they had other people there that i didn't know (laughs) and so it was just that whole thing it's just like it's still the most embarrassing thing to trip in front of people it i just i can't i can't deal with that well Uh you know what could have happened you could have fallen onto train tracks and <laughs> gone into a coma and your sibling find love with your fake fiance <laughs> there we go bringing it back to the topic at hand <laughs> uh, wasn't that wasn't that smooth very that so was... smooth <laughs> yeah that was the smoothest chunky peanut butter i really enjoyed it <laughs> <laughs> No, seriously, I guess we should talk about the movie at hand. No, I, I thought guess. that was very smooth. Yes, <laughs> pretty good. I, yeah, uh, but I mean, I, see, one of the things I really liked about this movie is like the fact that like the comedy of errors doesn't feel forced. Like there are so many movies where I feel like, oh, God, if they all just like talked, like mm-hmm. it'd be fine. Like use your words, use your words. Yeah, and like yeah. in this one, it, it felt like at first like she's like caught up in the emotion of it and like even she says it when she's talking to the nurse who also weird tap little topic here i thought the nurse was going to be a bigger thing like i thought the nurse was going to be like her friend by the end of it but no that never happened i thought you were going to say that the, that the nurse was in an episode of gray's anatomy and then we were going to oh, go down that rabbit hole again yeah. <laughs> everyone has been in an episode of gray's anatomy and supernatural point. everyone just it's part of the acting thing they just you got to do it yeah i was gonna say it <laughs> you basically have to be in grace um but yeah i i when she's like oh i didn't know how to tell her and she was just holding me so tight like i understood it because you're not trying to like hurt these people any more than they've already been hurt in like the last like hour you know like and so for me i really Man, enjoyed what the fact would you that, even like, do though that's such an overwhelming thing <laughs> gosh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I would, you still tell them, but like, I think she had it right. She was going to tell them later. And she, when she has her little, like, talk with Saul after she's, you know, makes me cry in that scene where she's sitting beside his bed, um, which, oh God, that was ugly tears for like a good two minutes. Oh, uh, I cry, I cry every <laughs> single time. I was just like, oh, um, watched it twice, cried both times. And one of those times was on my car on the way back here. <laughs> it was like, oh. I want to watch that part again. I was like, <laughs> 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 um, 
but like it just never feels forced for me and i i really like that because most rom-coms are like oh you know like if anybody had any semblance of (laughs) you know communication skills this would be solved immediately and this one just never feels like that yeah Yeah, all of the it it seems real and the reasoning behind not telling and you know with having saul be in on it and know what she's doing and be like hey kind of giving permission for that it doesn't feel as mean as it would in another film yeah it feels way less manipulative and way less like in bad faith and i think i love i love that he learns about it like i i think that piece helps a lot too with just kind of him recognizing like okay it's good for the family though (laughs) like it's i get it and it's good for you so like you know who's it hurting um so i yeah that's one thing i've always appreciated about this movie in that it doesn't it's not it handles everything very authentically i think like it's like in the scenario that she's in it's like what else could she have done but i do agree sean that there you know there's a lot of movies too out there that are like come on just talk and then and then we don't have a movie anymore, but you know, right. that's, that, that can be <laughs> yeah. the frustration but, when you watch it. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, uh, that's one of the reasons like I, I like rom-coms and I'm, I'm steadily growing to like more of them, but for a long time, it's very much like point A and point B. And like, this is why we do 50 miles of, you know, bullshit roads to get to them. Like, you know, they're going to, most of them, you end up together. Mm-hmm. Like, but, like, they do all this, like, farcical stuff to be like, hey, ha ha ha, we're keeping them apart. But, you know, like, this, 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 this. And I just, I ne- most of them feel so contrived that I'm like, ooh. Like, this one, it never felt contrived to me. Like, the writing in this one really feels, like, organic, mm-hmm. which I really like. Even, like, all the characters feel like human people. Like, yeah. and that's so important. I think it's yeah. a combination of really good writing, a good script, and great character actors. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the chemistry, too, across all of the actors, I think, is just, it sells this movie for me. And this movie reminds me a lot of, um, and maybe because, like, as a kid, I would watch it a lot with my best friend's wedding. But, like, in the way that that tells, the story it tells, in a really, like, it's an, it's 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 a kind of a unique approach to a romantic comedy. Um, and so... Yes, my best friend's wedding is such a... That's a thing. <laughs> We're yeah, covering it later, so I'm like, I don't oh, want to get cool. too yeah. much into yeah, it. Yeah, let's not get into that. But I will say that. <laughs> I, I haven't seen that one either. Oh, so I, th- like, <laughs> I think you'll love yeah, it, honestly. Like, Sean has a lot to say about rom-coms when he really hasn't seen the big one. <laughs> well, the good ones, hopefully. Yeah, so hopefully yeah. you agree with us so that, you, that you'll think it's great, too. But it, it does feel very like a good companion rom-com to this one. And just because, like, they ca- I like seeing, like, flawed characters in complex situations. Um, yes, but it's yes. like, but you're like, but I get it. It's like, I understand why you would do this, and it makes sense to me. Uh, I just remember, like, <laughs> my friend and I even had a thing when we were little and both thought we were straight. Her and I were like, if we're both 30 and unmarried, we're just going to marry each other. And we were getting closer to 30 and we were just, and also, you know, not straight anymore, but we were just like, uh, no. Also, 30 is so young, like not committing at that point in my life. It is young, right? You would think, like when you're a kid, you think like, oh gosh, it's going to be like half of my life is over. I got to get married. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. <laughs> Thank God. I that's just not turned the case. 34 and I've, it's was depressing to me but i'm like it's not old it's fine it's fine (laughs) (laughs) to be fair i I did get married when i was 30 
Oh, I nice. think I was. Yeah, I, I went to I a movie and got carded for cigarettes. That was when. I, <laughs> <laughs> that was my thirtieth birthday. <laughs> I shaved my face and was told I look younger, so that was nice. <laughs> that's what. Yeah, that's why I actually started growing facial hair during uh, lockdown because I was just really sick of like the baby face comments. Which is like, okay, there are worse things, you know, worse Why things Why were you getting baby called. face comments during lockdown? Who was seeing you? <laughs> no, before lockdown. Like, but lockdown gave me the opportunity <laughs> to actually grow out my facial hair without, like, having to show oh, people, people seeing awkward, all, like, the in-between. The in-between, like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I am bald, so, like, all of the hair of my face grows at the bottom part as opposed <laughs> to the top. Like, it still grows at the top. It's just, like, my hairline is, like, I don't know, four inches higher than it used to be. <laughs> Gotta love and aging. So I, whenever I, like, shave, people are all like, oh, you really do look younger when you shave. And I'm like, yeah, but you can tell from the head. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I was like... How many people, young people, like, actually shave their heads? Right. The answer is not very many. <laughs> well, there are certain sets of people. I didn't say people, there were but... none. I said there was not very many. <laughs> it's a specific community. Yes. It is. Did you see Green Room, Sean? <laughs> I did. I was not expecting that to be brought up today, but yes, I, I did. <laughs> um, that movie... Uh, that is that's a good one <laughs> but so deep hard cut i know but <laughs> oh, i, love I was like I, I just love images it's so good i just really hear her name that's so I unfortunate love i love her name. isn't it it's but i love saying it every time, and Imogen every time. Like, it's, so, it's so much fun like it i feel like you like... shouldn't laugh after you say someone's name <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's one of those things too where it's like with a name like that, you have to be famous. Like, you have to yes. be, like, a public figure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's either that or you're just, like, uh, I don't know, a stripper? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I never no, – I just I just read this one. It, her middle name is Gay. Imogen Gay Poots. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> I – adore that oh my god that's amazing <laughs> yeah it's like you think if i had that name i would have picked a stage name and like covered my identity in secrecy oh absolutely like le- legal name changes all around on every document <laughs> <laughs> yeah i do love her though we do love the poots yeah I'm a yes fan. Poots. Poots is great. Uh, Do you know about this? Is a total tangent, but did you were you ever aware of like the Demi Lovato meme, um, where it's like a really bad angle picture of her? It's like a paparazzi photo, but people started telling a story that it was her hidden sibling called Poot Lovato that she keeps in the basement. <laughs> it's a whole it is a whole thing. Like you need to look that up. It's I, yeah, I, I was like, I need to go down that rabbit trail tonight. You really should. You really should. There's like it's it's hilarious. And like people do people do like hand drawings of Poot and it's just it's so good. I can't believe oh, I missed Lord. that. It must yeah. have been like one of those times I just wasn't on Twitter very much. <laughs> and missed it yeah 2014 looks like when it first surfaced so yeah it's been a minute hmm. oh Poop yeah love. that's uh i was busy in my awful relationship <laughs> at the time 
No time for Poot Lovato. Well, now you can you can reclaim that time and <laughs> go down that rabbit hole. No, I was too busy trying to work and catch my che- cheating boyfriend. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, you could have it's used fine. some food at that time. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fine. We're very good friends. He actually brought me some fudge before recording tonight. So oh, good. <laughs> He's cool with you just yeah. exposing him like that <laughs> on the podcast. Oh, we're guy. It's old history, and he doesn't listen to this, so it's fine. <laughs> Love it. I'll know if he finally does, and just be like, I can't believe you said that. Right. But no. Just he doesn't read listen it. to podcasts. The only thing he assists in, because we are very, very good friends, he has watched almost every single movie for the podcast with me at least once. <laughs> oh, that's really sweet. But he refuses to listen. It's fine. It lets me talk about him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I had said, he was a cheating asshole. We're <laughs> wonderful friends, but he was. As a boyfriend, he was a cheating asshole. <laughs> but now he does the nice things and brings me fudge. Just some people should not have sex. Yeah, I think I think I'm actually of my I, I was like a serial monogamous in the sense that like I just had really long relationships and but very few of them. So I've only had like I know I've had a lot of dating experiences and whatnot, but like I think I'm only friends with one ex at this point, which, yeah, I think that, that I don't know. That's pretty good, but yeah, you're right. Some people just don't, they're not good boyfriends, but they're decent friends. Well, my ex is married to my best friend. <laughs> oh, Lord. The way I look at it, I'll, oh, I'm it's gonna all get, good. That was I'm going to get really deep, history. really deep here, okay? <laughs> Do it. So uh, my thing with exes, obviously some things you cannot get past, but if you dated them for a long time or significant amount of time or like lived with each other, had a, you know, a level of seriousness, you dated them for a reason. You loved them for a reason. Just because you're not in a relationship anymore doesn't mean you should just completely lose a friend like that. Unless, you know, there are reasons that you should completely end that or, you know, take a period of time. But I'm friends with a lot of my exes, and not in that way that a lot of gays are friends with a lot of their exes. Like legitimately, I'm just friends <laughs> with them. You're not um, just sleep, some of them with not all so of them. much, but no, no, no. <laughs> Ugh, not sleeping with anybody. Anyone listening to this? Taking applications. <laughs> uh, this is just an excuse for you to get dates. Actually, we've, we've yes, you out. it is. It is. Hey, I'm uh, single too. How, don't, don't don't kick my <laughs> don't kick my application out either. That's what I learned. That's what I learned from bros. I felt so validated. It was like, oh, you can start a podcast and find love with you know a hunky person. You know, by the time I'm forty, I just have to get a really big following. I have six <laughs> it years. Takes a lot of, <laughs> it takes a lot of work. <laughs> you, you have to you have to start a Google Calendar organized together. <laughs> also, Ari, was that not the best scene of 2022? Or was I that the love best it so much. I love it so much. I had a friend actually who was her for Halloween this last year or this year, and it like the the uh, caption on his photo was that <laughs> like the whole monologue around that, <laughs> which I fucking love. That movie, oh, that movie's great. Yes, yes, it is. Makes me really happy. Um, you know what else is great? <laughs> while you were sleeping. <laughs> yeah, so while you were sleeping is very I great. was trying to come up with a clever segue, but there was, <laughs> there was there's a lot I can say between bodies, bodies, bodies and this. <laughs> I was like, um, 
there's nothing I can bring it back to. <laughs> yeah, that was going to take a while. I figured we would, we would jumpstart that. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Um, anyway, while you were sleeping, wonderful. Uh, <laughs> I think Sean had a thing he wanted. Sean lives very close to Chicago. Um, I'm a few hours away, but he lives very close. So it's a part of his life. And Sean, what did you have to say about that aspect of this film? Oh, I just, I really love how this, it, this movie kind of gives you a real good, like, feel of the city. Like, it's very much a Chicago feeling movie. You know how you like, like, I may not like it, but you've got mail. It did give you, like, the feeling of, like, New York to me. It is a and, love like, letter to New York. <laughs> like, you know, like, you watch a rom-com and, like, a lot of the times the, like, city they're in can be just as, like, much of a character as, like, the characters themselves. And that's what I like about this one is, like, it feel Chicago does feel, like, not like a major character, but, like, I love seeing, like, all these spots I've been to and, like... Yeah, it is you know, very it much set you... in a place. Yeah. And that place is Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why these people feel kind of real as I'm like, oh, I may know these people. <laughs> yeah, they're so real. I mean, they feel like as someone who lived in the Midwest in the 90s, um, I was a child. But 100% the way these people look, acted, talked, I mean, they were just a real Midwestern family. And I think that's one of the reasons it also... It's just such a nice comfort movie for me. It's just, it takes me back to childhood so much. Although, you know, my family, you know, the women would not have been wearing pants um, or have cut <laughs> hair or anything. But still, it's just yeah, the I whole just thing always, of why you were sleeping. Them, like, uh, these people feel like the kind of people who would say like, oh, and let me squeeze past you to get to the ranch. <laughs> and like, I'm just like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> like, I have ranch in my fridge, too. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, I grew up yeah. in Texas. We always have ranch. That's just that's a necessary <laughs> condiment. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I've, I've only spent um, <laughs> I've spent two or three. I've been to Chicago two or three times. It's actually one of my favorite cities, and it's um, one Isn't of it? the. It's it's just like I just have always had such a blast there. I've been during a couple different seasons. I prefer not to go back when it's super super cold in winter because that was pretty miserable. Walking Did you learn about that. why it's called the Windy City? <laughs> Yeah. Oh gosh. It's like it hurts, you know, like whenever the wind is whipping you like that. Physically painful. It is terrible. Yeah. I moved back to this area. So I recently moved back last year. Um I lived in Colorado for two years. Oh yeah. And, like, in Denver. Well, you guys could have been things. friends. Yes, I know. I was so sad you guys said you're moving and I was like, I just moved back. <laughs> um and I but it, the winter there is so much more like easy. Like the snow is off the streets like by mm -hmm. the next day like and here i'm like well once it's here it's never gonna leave <laughs> like, <laughs> sean you've also got to remember Ari moved from texas to denver so the winter probably feels um nightmarish no you know what to be fair i grew up i grew up in northwest texas where we did get snow and so we do have more seasons than, oh, okay. than austin which is like six hours south of where i grew up um because texas is of course like its own country it takes like yes right you could drive for 15 hours and be a in couple the years ago and uh, yes yeah Ooh. it's a it's a lot but um but i actually did my undergrad in, in new york so i you know i've been used to at least walking in really shitty winter weather which i'm very glad to not do that now um but i do i do agree that i think the way denver 
I can't speak for the rest of Colorado, but the way Denver handles snow is really great. Like, and so I don't, I don't mind it nearly as much as I would, you know, if I were living back in the city. But we actually did look at some sites for me in Chicago, so we could have ended up there, but we just it didn't work out that way. <laughs> Chicago is very fun, but Denver has its perks. Oh yeah, agree. Um. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say, God, it's a beautiful city. Uh, I really, one of the things I really wanted to talk about this movie is, sorry, to, not to just bring it back, but I. Oh no, let's talk I, about the movie we're supposed to be talking yes. about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really, one of the things I really like about this movie is like Lucy is believably lonely. <laughs> like, and I, I don't always say that about movies. Like, there are some movies you're just like, oh, like they're sad like you know but like i don't know just the way that you know sandy kind of plays it like everything just feels so heartfelt and like melancholy Mm -hmm. like especially the first part of the movie that like i absolutely understood when like when she goes to their house and just like falls in love with them (laughs) like the family Mm -hmm. i was just like oh my gosh this is like believably lonely and i just i i just wanted to bring that up because yeah. i no i that's, really yes. did love that. i completely agree with you like that she just plays that kind of character and we talked about this a little bit but like off off the recording but she like that nuance um of like just the little things the expressions the way that she talks the way that she reacts to people who want her around and it's just it's the sweetest thing and also so sad and she's just like i think she's just the perfect actress for that for that character mm-hmm. not too yeah. down on another movie but you know how in the chloe moret remake of carrie mm-hmm. the biggest thing that does not work for me with that is that chloe moret bless her heart i really like her in a lot of things but does not seem like she has ever been bullied or anything a day in her life and I, I never believed her for a second as Carrie, you know, the little like misfit. I didn't fit in. Chloe Moritz just like, I don't know. I didn't buy that. It was the one thing about the movie. I was just like, I actually, I, I agree with that. And I think she's a great actress too, but I, but mm. yeah, I feel like it's just, there's something about the sissy basic performance in that where you just feel so like, Oh, like I know that person and I want to, pick them up and tell them everything's going to be okay. Some, you know, it's like that capturing that kind of vulnerability is something that it, it, it does take like kind of a really skilled actor to do because I, again, it's like, it can come across sometimes like, yeah, like where you expect the dialogue to do that for you, but it's like, no, mm-hmm. it's in your performance. Loneliness is a really weird emotion to get across in a movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. But yeah, she does. Oh, it's amazing. Can we just talk, well, obviously, if you have not seen the movie, she is in love with Peter Gallagher and his eyebrows, and she has to work on Christmas Day because she is the only one without family and gets shit on for it. And he falls onto the tracks from a mugging, and she saves his life. I also think it's quite funny when she like he's clearly unconscious and she's like um it's fast it's an express (laughs) she's gonna be like oh oh no (laughs) um and so he goes in the hospital and 
they don't let her see him. And she says to herself, like, oh, I was going to marry him. And the nurse overhears and is like, oh, she's the fiance. And um, so she's up there. And also, it just this is a weird thing. But um, so there are three accepted pronunciations for the word fiance. And <laughs> when everybody's coming in the room and one of them says mm-hmm. that um, she says fiance. And they're like, no, she's the fiance. And somebody else is like, she's the fiance, you idiot. <laughs> like they um <laughs> they use all of the, all three of the pronunciations in that one scene, and I just find that entertaining. Um, I love that. Yeah, and so you meet the family, and they are all just wonderful and overwhelming in all the greatest ways. And after they leave, she is at home. It's Christmas Day. It's just her and her cat, and. She goes back to the hospital and talks to him at his bedside, and it is the most moving scene. Don't the music. Do it. Oh, oh. Say the words. <laughs> <laughs> say um. Can we I, just I ta- can we just like talk about that scene for a minute? Because I yes. think it is like honestly the linchpin of the movie. That scene right there. That oh, I watched it and I like it was Saturday morning or no, it was. Yeah, Saturday morning. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to watch this real quick because I have a Christmas party to go to. And I was like, I'll just, you know, I'll start it, like, see if I like it. And then I, I if I want to finish it, I'll finish it. And I got to that and I was just like, <laughs> it's like 11 o'clock in the morning and I'm crying. <laughs> and I'm just, oh, it was ugly tears. And I was like, I had to pause it because I couldn't pay attention because I was like, oh, God, that's really cute sad (laughs) (laughs) and that is the story of when i first watched this you know two days ago (laughs) but i yeah i just stunning (laughs) yeah well it was just it's one of those scenes that like i don't there are some actors i I don't think could have conveyed conveyed it like you said with carrie like i love clary grace Moritz, but like you don't think she's ever been bullied in her life like I, and in this or one, been, I like, felt unpopular like unpopular or just yeah like and in this one i just felt like i really felt like sandra bullock is like experienced loneliness in some way shape or form and like you know just just the words like or just some of those really good acting tricks <laughs> yeah either way whatever do she is this thinking it of, conveys it loneliness <laughs> like and she has a like her face is so expressive and i know we were talking about her facial expressions but like the whole movie she just has them and she like you just look at her and you can tell she's like she's she's kind of like broken inside and i just Mm -hmm. felt so like my heart went out to her and i was like you know well ugly crying ugly crying at 11 a.m on a saturday well yeah it's sad she grew up in indiana and moved to chicago and her dad died like that's a (laughs) and is working on the for the l i mean that's a well, I, I don't even think it was just that. It was just like I get really melancholy around the holidays. Um, like we all do. Gr- That's why movies like this work so well. <laughs> it, well, and yeah, it's like I mean, when my grandmother died, like this was her holiday, and she died at like right at the end of November. Mm-hmm. So like it kind of casts a, sh- a shadow over Christmas for like, well, it's been over ten years now, but like for at least seven to eight of them, I wouldn't even celebrate Christmas mm-hmm. like. I would work it like almost every time or like 
I'd be there. I'd like get people stuff, but like I wasn't really in it. Like I've never decorated. I never do anything with it. Like, it, it, and I mean, it's still not my favorite holiday, but like I'm slowly getting you decorated into it. a little bit this year. Yeah, this year I, I I got a little bit more into the spirit of it, but you know, like this movie really like illustrates the loneliness of like being alone sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you could be alone and be fine, and you're not lonely. You're with somebody like that's okay and like this one really it really it really brings out that that like lonely feeling and so when she finally you know when she gets with them like it's it's just so much better because you're like oh like she found you know the joy yeah no i that she was looking for i yeah i i think this movie captures that so well and you're right like i think the switch to setting it around christmas that they made in advance was such a good idea if only because it also really gives another like layer to that the like the i guess like the really specific acute nature of her loneliness cuz it's like obviously mm-hmm. harder during holidays when you don't have family or you have family that's passed or or you know whatever the case is so i yeah and i i think that it's just and the scene that we, you know, that we were talking about. Or your about, cat just... you've had for 12 years dies right before Christmas. Oh my God. Yeah. That's, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, that's... I seriously, I'm like, Christmas is ruined for me forever, forever. And then I watched this and was like, it's going to be fine. <laughs> Sandy's uh, taking care of us. Yes. She always does. God bless Sandy. <laughs> I was going to say too, like this, this movie it kind of because i i was really like obsessed with sandra bullock as a kid and my parent you know again i knew i was gay from birth essentially but uh (laughs) yes my my parents would always be like oh yeah he has such a crush on sandra bullock and i really i really did love her like i watched everything she was in and the the thing that was really hard for me so like did you ever see the remake of the film the vanishing the u.s remake yes uh yeah no. uh it's the one with um oh my god it, she disappears from the gas station yeah, and yeah. then the yeah okay Kiefer yeah. Sutherland. i saw Jeff it on Bridges. tv x years ago yeah yeah, yeah. so that yeah. so that movie too like i didn't know what it was about and i watched it and of course she gets oh. she goes missing at the beginning and then i'm like wait that's it and then, so the whole time i'm thinking she's gonna be like Anyway, I don't want to spoil the movie if you pretend I'm watching it, but I fucking uh, love that movie. And actually, I, I, I watched both the original and that one. And honestly, I prefer I prefer the U.S. version because the way they take the ending is really wild. Um, but like, it was just like these movies of watching Sandra Bullock be sad, and I'm just like, oh my god, someone please like love her, <laughs> take care of her. And people always think of her as being such a like comedic actress, but she had a big run of really melancholy roles yeah yeah definitely. that and like even... made us all fall in love with her i think that's why we all still love sandra bullock is because we just feel very protective of her for <laughs> it just Completely. got ingrained well, into us yeah and i mean like th- she had this like perfect niche like niche niche i never know niche. how to say that one. fiance um yes exactly <laughs> um <laughs> where like she did play these melancholy roles like in the late 90s early 2000s because like you have miscongeniality even speed she's like kind of alone yeah. or like you know she's kind of by herself and like the net like this like mm-hmm. she really did and even practical magic like she's very much like the introverted sister and like 
you, yeah, she definitely did have a little bit of a. She really huge did. Niche no, yeah, and she and she can <laughs> deliver like a sad line or a sad monologue in such a unique way that always made me so fucking sad, and I would cry. Like even Practical Magic when she's like yelling and uh, you know shouting about her husband having died or her fiance having died. It's just like mm-hmm. everything you're in <laughs> just makes me so sad for you. Yes. Ugh. She's just, she's such a great actress. And it's one of those, like, in my heart of hearts, like, I know sometimes I forget that she's that great of an actress. Because, like, you know, you for me, it's like Sigourney Weaver's the top, and then, like, Glenn Close and all these other ones. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, Sandra Bullock, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's just, this is, this just really showcases how good she is. I yeah. know she has an Oscar and everything and has many, many fantastic roles, but I think I think this is her best work, honestly. I might be kind of biased, but I really do. Um, again, just her little monologue by his bedside in which I will just a couple excerpts of that. She's talking about, you know, what she thought she'd be like when she grew up and everything. And she's like, you know, normal stuff, but it's not all bad. I have an apartment and cat sole possession of the remote control and i'm just like nodding along like "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then she like switches tones and again you know she's talking to a man in a coma on christmas christmas night and she's like i just never met anyone i could laugh with and it goes up you know a little bit and she's just being very endearing and just gets sadder and the music's going and and then she hits us with have you ever fallen in love with someone you haven't even talked to have you ever been so alone you spend the night confusing a man in a coma? And that line is just, it's so sad. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. like, it's kind of funny, but the delivery and situation and the music and everything, like, I ball every single time. I've seen this movie countless times, and I cry every single time. Every single time. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I, I just teared up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like don't cry. I was like, don't cry, me. Clayton. Don't cry, Clayton. Do not cry. <laughs> you were like, I, this is the one I'm gonna cry, and I'm just like, <laughs> no, it's not over. I st- I still might, but I got through that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just uh, that that I think that that scene too. What really, it it really is kind of like the like the tone setter for the film because it's it's mm-hmm. it's like funny and it's like cute in a little bit of the ways that she's self-deprecating you know and but then it's like properly like there's this longing and like wanting love and and then it's oh it just the and again that's like the nuance of her performances like i do that there like there's a and i said this earlier but i rewatched Sonette recently and there's a part where she's mm-hmm. calling trying to call her mom who has alzheimer's and she's trying to get her mom she's like i need you to just tell these people that i'm me like tell them that you know me and her mom isn't understanding it and she just starts crying and i'm like god she oh. nails this i need to go back and rewatch that it's been a few years you should it's like that it has just, actually some really good that, emotional beats that i was surprised to to revisit i am excited i i just love that i remember really liking it i just hadn't seen it in a long time but knowing it has just like that scene i'm like i want to watch it oh yeah that's worth it for that great. alone but there's and the ending's fantastic. yes um another scene of a completely different tone that i really need to talk about um and sean actually missed this i was talking to him off, off oh uh, i mic. saw it the second time 
Oh, you did. You did see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm referring to the Oreo scene. Um. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I I was very much like Clayton talked about it, and I was like, "Oh, I must have been writing something down." What are you talking about? And he was like, "Just go back and watch the watch that part." And I was like, "Okay," and I was like, "Oh." No, <laughs> I was like, I was no, I was, I literally was just like, huh, like I started, I re- started rewatching it this morning before I had to go to work, and I was like, oh no, oh, and I paused it because I was like in the middle of eating food, and I was like, oh, I don't even want to keep going, like just stop, <laughs> like oh, and it's like no, my brain. I, so she's like sitting there, and she pours milk in her cat's food and water dish even though you are not supposed to give your cat's milk listeners and her cat hasn't come up yet and presumably you know it's just her cat's basic dish i know as a movie goer (laughs) it is a prop it is clean but still and we all have weird things we do with our pets sean might not know this because he is allergic to everything um (laughs) but like i was my cat that just died we were very very close i would not have done this she takes an oreo and dips it in her cat's dish in the milk and takes a bite of it (laughs) it is the nastiest weirdest thing i've ever seen i'm always like i love while you were sleeping so much and then it gets to that moment and i'm just like why 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 did they have that (laughs) oh yeah i mean yeah uh, like I, guys, we've already established she's lonely. Like, really <laughs> give her needed. this. Give her this. Like, why don't we just make her pathetic? Okay? <laughs> they really like, gotta drag her down. Like, she's like, she's already like sad. Like, we're just gonna go straight to pathetic. Why don't you dunk your Oreo in the cat's milk? Like, no, don't do this. Like, that is the one part of this movie. I was just like, oh, yeah, oh, no. there's not even like, there's no point to this scene. It's just. <laughs> Like it's just one of those quirky little things that's there, and it's just like, well, why, 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 why? Sad woman um, by herself. So Ugh. most horrifying. <laughs> I have a question for you guys that I just thought of. Most horrifying instance of someone dipping something in milk. Sandra Bullock dipping the Oreo in this, or Allison Williams eating Fruit Loops and Get Out. The way that she eats <laughs> that the way she eats those Fruit Loops is psychotic. Like pure full so full stop. <laughs> Like, if you didn't know she was the bad guy before that scene, you knew she was the bad guy after that scene. I've the scariest never seen part any- of the movie. <laughs> like, I I remember watching it and just being all like, oh, oh no, she's crazy, crazy. Like, like 100%, she, if, I ever get not- a, if I ever get to talk to Jordan Peele or Allison Williams, I'm just going to be like, so... Was that a character? Whose idea was up? that? Was yeah. that in this? Yeah. Was that in this script? Like, I just need to know, like, who thought of this? Whoever did this, you are a genius, but you are also evil. Okay, <laughs> I just need you to know that. Like, yeah. I remember like you having like a, a little bit of both. an audible reaction, like when that was in the theater, and I was like, "Wait, yes, why is she, why is she eating it like that?" <laughs> Every time I watch it, I get so hung up on it. I'll like rewind it and just like keep. <laughs> it's like I don't believe what I'm seeing. I'm just like why, why, and why is this so upsetting to my brain? 
uh, because it is wrong <laughs> on every level of humanity <laughs> that I can think of. If it was, if this, if that movie would have came out in the forties, it would have been part of the Nuremberg trials. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> it, it, it is a war crime. All <laughs> like, <laughs> like, thank you, Allison Williams, for giving that to us. Worst thing actors have ever like, done on film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Number one, I was Allison like, Williams in the Fruit Loops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like there like it, it, there should be a video that's just like instant it, or like moments you realize people are evil in a movie and it's like that will be number yeah. one like you <laughs> will not find a better example i love so um i just like stumbled upon a tweet from eater and it's like i just typed allison williams fruit loops and it just says get out isn't a food movie but the scene where allison williams eats fruit loops sure is terrifying <laughs> 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 like what a random what a random source to post that <laughs> oh i love it oh uh, the internet yeah oh gosh what a place the, i mean this one's bad but yeah the fruit loop scene is definitely it's gonna take the case. this is gross this for sure this is grosser yeah. but that is more terrifying yeah. overall <laughs> yeah like would i rather see if i was at someone's house see them dunk an oreo into their cat thing or see them eating fruit loops like that i'd much rather see the cat thing yeah i I would be like i would be like oh you're gross but yeah like like, oh (laughs) not like like, okay i need to like get out i need to get out get out now (laughs) get out good god girl Um, get out (laughs) 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 oh no yeah, if you see someone oh. dunk their Oreo in there, at least you know you're safe. I mean, versus <laughs> versus the Fruit Loops thing, then your yeah. your days are numbered. <laughs> you're just you're, they're just insanely lonely. And then you just pour them a cup of milk and be like, "Here, drink out of this, please." <laughs> Could be like your litmus test for people. <laughs> just like, offer them some cereal. <laughs> just put it in front of them and see what they do. <laughs> it's like i could have you watch drop dead gorgeous and see if you like it or not or i could just do the cereal test (laughs) or both because i always want to watch drop dead gorgeous (laughs) yes oh gosh no (laughs) oh lord no i just want to go watch drop dead gorgeous but um Anyway, uh, <laughs> so she goes back to meet the family, and they get more bonded, and it's really precious. And time number two, I start crying, is as she's sitting there getting to have a big family Christmas. You know, she's been alone since her dad died, and it's just been her and her dad her whole entire life. And the camera pans up, and you see behind her that they had made her. Mm, yeah they made her a stocking with her name on it and i lose it i completely lose it for a second time in this film (laughs) (laughs) it's so precious and i also love that just like the gifts they're giving each other and everything are realistic like the girls like gets earrings and they're the type you know you'd have to get pierced ears and she's all excited about that and it's just like not typical movie gifts and it just seems like a real Midwest family Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it's just charming. And it's realism. And you just identify with her so much and go along with her journey, even though she's lying to this family. She's not engaged to their son. She doesn't fucking know him. <laughs> <laughs> and 
then we meet the other son. I love how far it is into the movie before Bill Pullman even shows up. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I realized that until this this most recent rewatch that I was like, oh, I don't know why I thought he was he came out a lot sooner. Yeah, it is a while before he's just. I I should have. I normally notice stuff like this. Um, how many minutes it was into it before we ever see him, considering Sandy and he are top build and on the cover, and mm-hmm. we do not see him at all for a significant portion of the beginning of the movie. Right. And it's what middle of the second act before we so lay eyes he, on him. Yeah, I was gonna say he comes in about thirty minutes in. Oh, so right, right then the first. Yeah, cool. probably like twenty nine ish minutes. I feel twenty nine like, minutes and thirty six seconds when the truck pulls. I think up. this I movie, this up. movie does, <laughs> this movie does a pretty good job too of like it kind of packs in a lot in that first act, like that you get a really good sense of what's going on. So maybe that's why it feels like he's you know absent for a big chunk of it. And it also allows him, I, I always felt like it kind of allowed, always, like I've seen this 50 times, <laughs> um, uh, I felt it kind of allows him to kind of play the outsider role out of them, mm-hmm. because they all see her there, so they're all like, oh, we love her, she's the fiance, she was there, and he's like, is she? Mm-hmm. I've never heard of her. And then it allows him to kind of be like, he's very much like skeptic. trying to find out if she's real yeah, yeah exactly skeptic. i feel Thank like you. he is also skeptical and it's never really said but it almost seems like he's the only one out of their family who really knows what peter's really like that actually that's a really good point yeah because of just like her you know her talking about how she knows quote unquote knows peter versus like that's why it, you know it really clearly doesn't sit well with him which is kind of like oh yeah i, I think that it's really smart of a movie to this movie to do it in that way um, to bring him, because again, he could have been there from the beginning and then just fell in love with her. And then it is what it is, but this like having him being really skeptical of it and seeing how she's really quickly ingrained herself into the family. I, I think that that, that makes it uh, less predictable, I guess, like makes it just a bit of a different type of rom-com. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, and that's exactly it is. He, you know, since he plays the skeptic and a lot of, some of the comedy of errors that end up helping her somehow, like is stuff he's like <laughs> trying to catch her on. And then is like the thing with the cat. He's like, he doesn't have a cat. I'm going to get her. And like, and then the cat walks out and he's like, cat. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like his face is very much like cat. Why is there a cat? Peter he doesn't a cat? have a cat. <laughs> like, <laughs> right on cue. Meow. This is just like fluffy. I love her face. Every as time she, like, she is che- not as cool. she checks the <laughs> tag on the front of it. Yeah, I love how she, her facial expressions whenever she is not looking at someone and is trying to like come up with a story of what's going on. <laughs> so like when they're in the when uh Mary, the younger sister and her friend are coming to the booth and she's just like oh the monica kina is just like oh she's gonna marry my brother and then she like turns (laughs) to the camera she's like like, like, thank you for telling my work friends about this weird situation i've gotten myself into (laughs) yes and like i just love all like all of her facial expressions i'm just like the whole movie i'm like (laughs) Like they just make it. It's yeah. It's, we actually we went through and watched a bunch of of Cameron Diaz's like 
kind of forgotten 90s movies and a lot of them are, are a bit darker i saw that i'm on yeah. twitter a lot but how, oh, how, how, go, how did yeah. that go <laughs> i haven't it, seen a lot of those was, that you guys were watching they were all fantastic and but it's like every really? one of them we were like this is like uh, this they all have that very comedy of errors vibe where it's like things just keep getting worse and worse and worse and it's, you're just like oh god you're you're really digging yourself in it this time and it's like if they just communicated, <laughs> there would be no movie. But yeah, I thought that that was that's that's been a very uh, a very consistent vibe with me in movie watching recently. I mean, it's nice to always like kind of stay on trend and have a little theme going, even if you don't know it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we had a little thing where we like had two Parker Posey movies in a month, and I was like, "Well, that's awesome." <laughs> oh, cool! Which ones? Uh, you've got mail and Josie and the Pussycats. Oh so. yeah, that's a good one. See, Josie and the Pussycats, I love. Yes. See, and this is funny because I had never seen either of those. Again, a lot <laughs> oh of these things. God. I swear, I'm just. <laughs> I know, I know. I was precocious. So I Ari, to watch, I like... basically started this podcast to force Sean <laughs> to, to make watch, him watch movies. movies. <laughs> I'd been trying to, <laughs> and I'd been trying to get him to watch for years. Whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, two-way street. <laughs> but a lot of mine are ones you're just like, yeah, I, I have. I've seen that. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, but very much Parker Posey was much better in Josie and the Pussycats. Although she was my favorite part of You've Got Mail. Except for maybe uh, uh, Jean, what's her name? Stapleton? Stapleton. Yes. Parker Posey, yeah, she's a, scene, she's a scene stiller. I feel like she's just the best part of whatever she's in, usually. Yes, oh, yeah. always. The scene stealer in While You Were Sleeping, I think, is... uh forgot his name already, but oh, Joe, Joe Fusco, Fusco Jr. Yeah. Joe Fusco Jr. Michael Rispoli. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think it's so funny when he is telling Bill Pullman that they're like, know her, I'm dating her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> Fucking liar. As he's working on the car with like a hammer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then when he's questioning her and everything, it's just like, not that boyfriend, Joe Fusco Jr. And she's just kind of like, what? <laughs> oh, he was like, that. he said you were intimate. She's like, he also said he invented aluminum foil. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, oh, of course, sags into the awesome, like, if she wanted to prove it, she could prove it. <laughs> Glennis Johns also, I, I think she is so funny in this movie. <laughs> oh, she her. is. She's so cute. Uh, and then she's just like, uh, Peter has one testicle. And then the family just all argues about like who's going to check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> I just love how the grandma, again, Glennis Johns, wonderful. I love how she just kind of like holds his hand real tight and pats it. She's <laughs> <laughs> really helping him through it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and I also love that later in the movie when Saul's like, hey, how did you know about the. Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of those like kind of like under the radar creepy jokes that you're like, wait. Yes, it, like it wasn't a creepy yeah. thing at all because she got told about it. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't know yeah. that information, so and right. she doesn't know him. So he either like she either talked to someone or she checked herself, which yes. I can understand why he would be like. Mm, he's like I don't want to. Yeah, know. he's like I'm just gonna leave that. <laughs> Plausible deniability. 
Oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I also enjoyed the fact that he when she puts him in, it, puts Joe Fusco Jr. in her closet, he starts trying on her shoes. <laughs> it's just, it's like, the funniest writing joke in the movie like, is the shoes. I, well, he, and she's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, I fell and my foot just slipped. <laughs> and then at the end, you know, paid off with, he's like, she broke up with me. And she's like, oh, do you want to try on my shoes? <laughs> I love that. that, that so that's the thing I really do love, and like in some of my favorite movies that I watch a lot from childhood, my favorite parts are just those like random absurdist moments that you're like, why is this in this movie as a subplot or a line or whatever? But that those are the things that I always remember and like always quote a lot. So yeah, that's that's what right. this whole character. Oh, the completely insequential, just like weird little things are the ones that we remember. Oh yeah, so absolutely. you know. Just good screenwriting or just great performances. <laughs> or so, and like sometimes it's like clear, like someone like was improving or something like that. And I'm like, that's, uh, that's magic. Like when you can capture that and it just works. Right. Uh, speaking of improving, you know, the scene that brings joy to my heart, uh, the little boy delivering papers. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. When he throws the oh, paper just, and like, just like wipes out on his wipes bike. himself out. <laughs> Totally an accident. They kept the take, and he broke his wrist. <laughs> but he is immortalized. He broke forever. his wrist. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Yeah. But he is immortalized. Mm-hmm. That kid just accidentally wiped. I mean, they filmed it in Chicago in the winter. <laughs> he had it coming. Riding a bicycle. Yeah. Riding a bicycle. <laughs> Fuck so them kids. Fucked up. <laughs> That's like I didn't know. I didn't know that. <laughs> At least yeah. he did it on film, so I'm sure they had to pay yeah. for it. I guess that's the only oh, good yeah. thing about that. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure <laughs> they would have had to pay for it anyway. The way like, that he falls to is just so was... intense. It's like it's really so bad. That's why it's just like you, you couldn't fake that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, it's too real. Claude <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, uh, Morris has never been bullied, and that kid had never thrown a paper in his life. <laughs> That's the takeaway. You try riding, like, I, could you imagine trying to, like, ride a bicycle on ice in the winter and then the force of throwing a paper to somebody's door when you're, like, oh 10 God. pounds? I can barely ride a bicycle right now. Like, I haven't ridden a bicycle in many... Actually, the last time I rode a bicycle was in Chicago. I rode it um, from, oh. yeah, from the convention center that I was there for the conference I was at uh, down the water to, um, oh, what is it called? The, the festival, the gay festival. Market market oh, days. Uh, market days. Yes. Yeah, I was like, uh, Sean, You're I like, don't get out. Tell me. <laughs> it's like, it like market days. Yeah, I did not wipe out. Luckily, I made it. <laughs> made it there in one piece. Didn't break any. Well, I'm sure that, that was a bit warmer. Market days is usually. Oh yeah. Warm. Yes, it was. That was like in the end of the. So summer. everybody can walk around half naked. Exactly, like... and they sh- and they were. <laughs> and they were. <laughs> So I wiped out really bad on a bicycle one time, but it was not in the winter. It was in summer. It was when I was at Purdue, actually. And I was leaving class, and I had my bike that day for some reason. I think I had classes really far apart or something. And my friends were going ahead and walking, and I unlocked my bike, and I went to like catch up with them. And so I went up right between them and slammed on my brakes really hard and went flying over the handles. No, no. And class had just got class had just gotten out at Purdue University, and this was right by the quad. So I mean, this was witnessed by hundreds of people, and it hurt very badly. But I just had to jump up and laugh it off. 
Um, what hurt worse, your injuries or your ego? A hundred percent, my ego. A hundred percent. Like yeah. I still think I still think about it sometimes. <laughs> it's oh. so embarrassing. Yeah, oh, I get that. My like one of the many reasons I when have you're trying to go no to sleep, and it's anymore. just like let's go to through all the things you d- ever did wrong in your entire life. And that's what my brain will be like. We're going to repeat this one. Oh, yeah. DJ. I have done so many worse (laughs) things in my life than that bike wreck. So, and I also have just no shame at this point. So, yeah, yeah, that happened. If you were there and you're listening to this and you remember that happening, that was me. If you have footage of it, please post it online. Please share it with us. (laughs) That was around like 2009. So I don't think people were... 2009 2010 so i don't think people were filming things on their phones quite as much yeah i was like the fl- um, i had a flip phone at that time so i i had an iphone i think Dude. but yeah it was it was right on the cusp before um, everything was just filmed yeah and it would have no i had a i had a blackberry that's what i had yeah i had a thing that oh, was like the sidekick i don't think i knew anybody that had a blackberry <laughs> that's fancy these are some fancy games <laughs> 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 oh so good <laughs> wait so you had like a yes, sidekick this is getting... yeah but it was not a sidekick like an off-brand like, like sidekick sh- yeah it was the one that you just slid it up it didn't do like the, the full flip. like thing yeah didn't do it was the like what? all cool <laughs> the like i don't know why that's a flip um <laughs> but you just slid it up and it had like the full qwerty keyboard Oh, I love it. And I was, yeah. Yeah. My favorite I, phone I, I, I ever had was a pink razor. <clears throat> I always, Ooh, nice. I always wanted a razor and I never got one. I always had like the brick phone and then I had one flip phone, like a Motorola and that was shitty. And then I had my Blackberry in college. And the only reason I got it is because my, um, my ex-boyfriend was trying to be like different because <laughs> he's like, I don't want an iPhone. I'm going to get this Blackberry. It's more professional. And I was like, yeah, me too. And I fucking hated that phone. I don't even, ugh. <laughs> I have a really embarrassing confession about my Razor phone, but Blackberries. I thought that joke in the new Resident Evil movie, however you felt about that, um, when he, like, gets the Blackberry and is just kind of like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, you know, nobody really knew. <laughs> people, <laughs> professional people had them. Nobody really knew who they worked. Like, you're not alone. <laughs> yeah, that movie, I um, I don't even remember that joke, but I love that. That is so funny. And I, and I didn't love I thought it. Had a, I thought it had a lot of really funny jokes. And it, I, it was... I wish I loved it. A, that is a talk. Yes. I like it. It is, it is enough... It wasn't perfect, but I enjoy it enough that I'm glad we have it. I think it's um, the best we're going to get for I think that. It was, yeah. Yes, it I was mishandled, but as far as seeing that story come to life, it's the closest we're going to get, yeah. so I'm not going to be I mean, too I say this as someone who, who very much enjoyed watching Mortal Kombat Annihilation a lot as a kid, so I, I have a very high threshold, or very low threshold for, I guess, for like... Uh, I guess video game that movie. I'm a huge yeah that I'm like a, <laughs> that I like enough that I'm like yeah I can look past all that it's fine <laughs> can't be yeah. video game movies exactly yeah so I feel like you have to just kind of grade them on their own little <laughs> I'm like Absolutely. you know I love the Meliovich movies love them love them I bought them on many formats and 
watched them many, many times. And I'm just like, these are fun. They're not like the games, but they're fun. They're their own thing. And so yeah. this one, you know, it at least like had a lot more game elements. Right. So it's like, oh, hey, cool. Um. Anyway, I did so see I wasn't it. Mad at I did see it. it. I wished it did twice. better. I do too because I think they really could have repaired. I a did lot too. Of this stuff. I saw. I watched it in theaters twice. <laughs> yeah. You know some things. I've I've been doing that a lot more. I've been I've been rewatching movies in theater quite a bit, and I I actually really like it. It's like I don't know. It just feels nice to be at the theater. I think it's I think it's uh, you know post lockdown being able to go right. go to we a theater. Able to be like, at the theater. Oh, that's I saw Scream Five like seven times in theaters. Like I did, I was like I'm gonna watch this every time I feel like it, and I'm gonna go to the theater, and it's gonna be great. So well, I finally got that AMC. Um, a-list thing so uh, i can go like three times a week and like you know going to the movies three times a week i mean just i don't do it that much i would love to but i don't go that much anyway right um and I, even st- <laughs> I, I okay if ideally in a perfect world yes i would 100 percent easily be able to go three times a week but realistically i cannot but even still just going to like a couple movies in a month that pays for itself. it does yeah it really does yeah we, d- yeah. we did the alamo draft house one because we obviously lived in austin and that's like the big you know yeah and there and, th- and there is I've never gotten to see an alamo draft oh, man house, there are three um, here experience. in the area which i love I i'm so, so glad much. oh god i think that actually that was a really big concern of traces because the other sites we were looking at didn't have alamo <laughs> draft houses <laughs> he like, does love his alamo draft yeah house, it was like screw your fairness, future everyone who's ever like had that experience wants to keep alamo draft houses in their life i think it'd be really hard to go from having them to not having them so it is it's probably a smart choice yeah the only time we don't go to an alamo draft house is if we do like a press screening or something and they they only have it at like a regal or something which i hate because everyone's talking regal is my least favorite the worst (laughs) well well, Re- or good, Regal's not going to be sponsoring this now, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but Alamo Draft yeah. House. Alamo Draft House. Yes. Like... Give me tickets to a state where I can come see your wonders. <laughs> uh, AMC, oh. though. Any reason I, I have to visit the... Colorado. Your things. Yeah, AMC. I, I think we've been I... to an AMC kind of. There's a, there's a cute one here. I would go to AMC over pretty much anything. I mean, I. They're generally nicer around here, but I just really like that Nicole Kidman ad because oh, yeah. I am a homosexual and it speaks to my soul. <laughs> and oh, I, I think it. it should it should run for fifty years. Um anyway. <laughs> Our break feels good in a place like this, which is why we're talking about while we were while you were there sleeping. you go. <laughs> <laughs> <And we're back. laughs> As my I was like thinking I'm like I was segue. Like, okay, we went to three tangents. <laughs> I need to bring us back. <laughs> I was like, this is the perfect opportunity. Heartbreak feels good in a place like this, go. which is why we're watching. And this. Nicole Kidman originally <laughs> auditioned for the role. So yes. Two connections. It all works out. Yes. <laughs> um, so uh, we get a very romantic walk across town with Bill Pullman and Sandra Bullock. And what do you guys think of that whole section scene thing? Oh, it's more romantic than the whole of You've Got Mail. <laughs> oh my god, let it go, Sean. Like, I, I can't. You made me watch it that is... last month. It's not like this was two years ago. This was last month. It is, though. And Life every is short. time it pops it into go. my brain, I just go, how could I, how does he like that movie so much? And then we watched this, and I was like, 
how do you like that movie so much? <laughs> because now this one's really good and that one is not. Um, sorry for anyone who likes it. Multitudes. So. <laughs> but like, I found, yeah, their walk across town was more romantic than like, I, I, like this and is so weird so because like, it shouldn't be romantic because she's like in love, air quotes for those that can't see me, which is anyone listening and you guys. Um, she's not supposed to be falling in love with his brother. She's supposed to be engaged to Peter Gallagher, who, fun fact, my mom ran into one time at a store when we lived in Florida and did not even say hello or try to get his autograph. And she like loves him. Oh my God. So, I mean, why she was not? very respectful, but I was just like, Jesus, like, and well, we had just moved to Florida and the area we were in, a lot of people like that are there a lot of the time. Uh, okay. And she did not know that. So she was like, man, this guy looked just like and you know, Peter Gallagher. Like, there's it's like, one of them. No, if you if it's um, him, if it looks like him, it's him because he has a pretty distinct yes. look. And she came out and she was like, I could have sworn Peter Gallagher was right in front of me in line. And she's like, he talked like him and he looked like him. And like, and later after we, you know, lived there a little bit, and she was like, that had to have been him because i mean even our little win dixie and stuff in publics i mean celine dion had a house close by i mean Peter, it was just Whoa. it was that area it was just that type of area like a hundred percent again like you don't i don't think there's anybody that really looks like peter gallagher besides peter gallagher and, um, <laughs> right anyway <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a thing to, that happened. That's a, that's <laughs> the Peter Gallagher story. <laughs> <laughs> but I, and, yeah, well, that... I just wanted to bring one thing up where you were like, "Oh, she's not supposed to be falling in love with him because she's in love with the brother." Like, she's not in love with the brother; she's in love with the idea of him, which is very right. different because she like, doesn't know I'm him at all. Because he's just Chris Evans, <laughs> and I don't think that's happening. Like, don't tell yourself Chris short, Evans. Sean. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm just, you know, I will put it in the universe because, ugh. but I mean, like, seriously, <laughs> you know, like, uh, it, it, like, she's in love with the idea of him. So, like, when they're ta- they're just walking around talking, like, this is a man who's taking, an, this is someone, not even just a man, who's taking interest in her and, like, asking her things and asking about her life. And, like, uh, it, it just makes that all the more romantic because, like. <laughs> and it's a lot of it is the, the the like chemistry between Bill Pullman and Sandra Bullock, but like, and I never feel would like have thought that Bill Pullman friends. really would have chemistry with anyone, right? I've never, um, I've never looked, but at him, him like and that. Sandra Bullock have such. You never good saw Spaceballs? The... Him and Daphne Zuniga, Zuniga, Zuniga. I I have never um, seen Spaceballs actually. <gasps> you never. Seen I have Spaceballs. not. I have not either. Actually, oh, that hurts I'm my okay soul. I'm okay with that. I, uh, I feel okay so with it, that's too. that's going on for next year. <laughs> you know what? That's, that's going fair. on our that's next schedule. That's fair, Sean. I think you've <laughs> earned it after you've got mail. Yeah. <laughs> yes. well, I program it. I will watch it. I will do my due diligence. But otherwise, I'm good. Oh, it's so much fun. Honestly, it's so much fun. It's uh, it, it. I love Mel Brooks films. I think they're always so funny and so clever. They and don't always age well. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, and the, I mean, it, there are things that sure. don't, but like it's the same thing with a lot of movies. Like there's things in Gone with the Wind. Oh, well. we showed, like, we showed, um, um, just like what? <laughs> <laughs> like everything. <laughs> like, I, tell I, I will say to that to that point. <laughs> this is not that time. We, we uh, showed someone a younger friend of ours who's like in their early twenties. Um, Ew. We had... <laughs> exactly. Listen, 
So we came over for a movie night and we showed them um, Drop Dead Gorgeous. And I just, I we're so used to oh, watching no. it that we don't view it as like offensive, I guess, because we get it. But there are so many times that he was like visibly cringing and like very uncomfortable because it just was too much. <laughs> okay. So you want to hear a deep dark secret of mine? Always. I did Sean, not don't. I did not say it until I did not see Drop Dead Gorgeous until this year. Oh, I thought you were and... gonna say something else. I, thought you... <laughs> I don't know what you thought I was gonna say, but was what you, you told me earlier and I was like, Don't you dare say that on this podcast. <laughs> oh. oh, the fact that Michael Rispoli at the beginning like in that little t shirt, I was slightly turned on and I don't know why. It was oh weird. Oh my god, no. um, I just told you don't tell people that. I wish I, know. I didn't know that. And now you just admitted it to Ari too. That'll like, be no, that yeah. makes for a hit episode. There you go. I know. Yeah. I was like, I'm not hiding that. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's okay. I said slightly. It's not a bit like we're we're ignoring it. Um <laughs> but I don't even remember what I was going to say now. Um, <laughs> I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> uh, it was about uh, what, what were you? Yeah, what were you talking about? <laughs> yeah, uh, see, it just like it just blows everything outside of your mind. Oh, I've never just, seen like, Drop Dead Gorgeous before right, this right. year, and like I, oh, you know, when it was never available on things, and he finally saw it when it was on HBO, yeah, and I was like, Sean, I, it's on HBO, I fucking watch it. Loved it, good, <laughs> so good. much, and like I, but like I feel like there are so many people I know now that are very much like, oh, this would not fly with them, but right. like i i really love that movie like don't cry out loud <laughs> like, <laughs> like, okay now that's what's so gonna make things. me start crying is picturing <laughs> the don't cry out loud scene from Drop Dead her, her the wig and the lip sync yes. everything about it's it the, it's the arm drop for me oh, like, <laughs> it's like <laughs> she's kind of like acting out the lyrics but not really it's like minimal effort because she doesn't have the strength <laughs> And just like the nurse wheeling her around, like <laughs> so oh my god, good. so good. That is like that's like modern. Okay, so what I will say is that's I'll just say that's modern John Watersy level humor because there's so much in that movie that is so <laughs> fucked up and tasteless, but it is so funny. I think it works though. I like like it I don't so think much. the movie is like here can... now. <laughs> the amount of times I quote that movie, especially that like I work here now, it's so good. <laughs> I just love St. Paul, Paul Pork, Pork Products. products. <laughs> I love that movie so much, and your husband and Joe are so brave for covering it, and that's, like, the one thing I told Sean when we were starting this. I was like, I love Drop Dead Gorgeous, and we'll have to cover it eventually, but I was like, I don't know how to cover it sensitively. Like, yeah. I've heard their episode. Like, I know it is possible, but I'm just like, I don't know how I could do that, and I mean, obviously, like, you know, there's editing. Sure. But I was like, I feel like I would just accidentally, like, quote something that should not be quoted. Exactly. Or laugh at something that I will get, like, shot for laughing at. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, I don't know if I, I just, could do it. I'm one of those people that take movies in, like, accordance to the time they came in. Yeah. That and is great, like, Sean. A lot of people don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fine. But I mean... I'm just saying, like, if we never cover it, that'd be fine. Like, I'm fine with keeping it, like, uh, like a friendly movie. That is yeah, it t- that'll take a lot of care <laughs> to cover that in, like, in the current climate. And I, just, but it's one of those things that's like, 
you just you gotta get it like you gotta get it for what it what it was out and what it was but right when i saw them drop that episode i literally i looked at my phone and i was like oh they are so brave (laughs) (laughs) it's no it's like they've got enough people they've got enough people on them and everything and like the criticism they get on like some weird stuff like yeah criticism on like the weirdest things ever and I'm like, oh wow! And they took on Drop Dead Gorgeous, like yep. my best to them. <laughs> no, I think, that, and there's something energizing I think now for them about covering things that are like pushing, pushing boundaries and making people feel a certain way. So, yeah, uh, Sean, to your point, one thing that I really is this is actually like my academic side, but like I we talk about this in some classes that I took about it's a. Uh, what is it? Presentism versus historicism. So historicism is like the idea of revisiting something in the context it originally existed and only looking at it that way and not applying current, you know, cultural norms and things like that. And I think that's important with art. I mean, that's just kind of my perspective on that. I think we have to kind of there there we can acknowledge absolutely when things you know have not aged well and they're super problematic or they're like perpetuating really awful stereotypes and also like from an artistic perspective like art represents the time in which it was created so i don't know it's a it's a delicate balance there yes it's also just a snarl it's just a snarl (laughs) (laughs) who are you these mashed potatoes are so creamy um Um, Back to anyway. all the great ones were tall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what do we think of uh, Bill Pullman and Tidy Whitey's? <laughs> he could get it in this movie. Hot or not? Yeah, he could get it in this movie. I agree. I agree completely. I also love how it is both romantic and they completely show how ridiculous it is when you like slip on ice and are caught by somebody and then you just keep slipping because a lot of <laughs> movies they would just like kind of slip and be like lips to lips practically and in this they just keep falling it's and like, like nope this is how it really happens splits his pants. <laughs> yeah <laughs> for all the ridiculousness of this movie it is a surprising amount of realism going <laughs> yeah that's why it nails it i think and also bill pullman it i will does. say this i've been um i i really really like the show the sinner have y'all ever watched that show I have no, not. I, I actually wanted have not... to. I've heard it's amazing. Okay, it's fantastic. And so each just... season is its own story, but the through line is that right. he's the detective um, in all of them. And he is so attractive in that damn show. As You know, like he's, I think he's more attractive as an older man than he was back when. But maybe that's just me Yeah, because I feel like I just saw him in a bunch of stuff like in the 90s. But yeah, I mean, I haven't seen him really yeah. at the age now yeah he's fantastic now, I want to check it, it out I'm curious Jessica Biel is in the first season and she's one of the executive oh, producers she kills it she's so good in it anyway while you were sleeping <laughs> how many episodes is it <laughs> it's four seasons each one I think is like 10 8 to 10 okay so I could do like one season a year like squeeze it in it's oh, really yeah. hard for me to like get tv in yeah it's a lot I Clayton likes to, to schedule guys. himself like no like I have to schedule my like there's so much tv I've love to there's just so much stuff too much good every single year yeah it's really yeah like really good tv and like sean i'm just do what i do and catch up on it four years later (laughs) you'll watch you can you'll watch you know drag race seven times in a row and i'm like okay hbo is releasing like a banger mini series every week that i need to like keep up on Mm -hmm. so i don't get spoiled on shit or i'm just never gonna have time to go back and watch it if i don't watch it now right and 
That's why I'll never know how Dawson Creek ends because <laughs> like I don't have time to go. For, I don't have time to go do that. Sometimes and if I do have time for something like that, I'm gonna go, feel better. <laughs> I'm gonna go back and rewatch Buffy for the. I was saying time. that's like, what I. That is the one show I will do. That, that is what I do all the time. Like I, I have so many a list of things on my phone, like multiple lists of things to watch, and then I'll sit down and I'll just watch Thirty Rock again, or I'll watch like again like episodes of buffy or i'll watch it's just like okay i guess we're doing this now we're not making any progress anymore if we're just doing the same thing yeah well i just uh, for me it's i get really bad like secondhand embarrassment and like when i'm watching stuff for the first time or like anytime so like that's one of the reasons i don't i used to not love rom-coms is because in a lot of ways like a lot of it is like oh what kind of embarrassing moment are they gonna get themselves into next Mm. and like I, for me, I get really bad, like, cringy secondhand embarrassment so bad that I have to, like, fast forward things. So if I watch something <laughs> I've already seen, like, I don't have that problem. You know what anymore. to expect. Because I know what's coming, and then I can even just fast forward it if I need to, or I can close, like, shut my ears off, or just, like, go to another room and get a drink and come back, or whatever I want to do, and I know exactly how long I've got. So, like, if I'm watching something and I'm like, oh, God, like, there are so many things, like, you know, like, an embarrassment is a part of life, but, like, I, I like to think I'm a little empathetic with people, so, like, whenever it happens, I'm like, I am mortified for you. They're like, actors being very well paid to pretend to be cringy. It doesn't mean that I haven't <laughs> felt that sensation, yeah. and I'm feeling it that minute. I think, for me, <laughs> I, I didn't I, know that was the reason, I knew you had an issue with that, but I didn't know that was, like, the reason you didn't watch a lot of stuff that yeah, you haven't I, seen before was so really because of secondhand embarrassment yeah i can't it's very hard for me to handle to i i welcome you. it i love this really is therapy yeah, i i do too i, love I welcome it. anything that's gonna make me have a very strong reaction if that's like disgust or if it's like happiness or if it's embarrassment like i really enjoy that and i i i don't envy you because oh, I, I, do I like too. it i can do any of them i can do any of them except embarrassment really like I can do, I don't mind, like, I love horror, so I love horror elements, disgust, everything like that. I love romance where they, you know, like, this huge feeling of love or loss or sadness and depression. Like, I can do any of those, but embarrassment, like, embarrassment, like, that one I feel in my soul and it just hurts Mm. me so bad. Like, it literally just, like, hurts me. Sean, from the bottom of my soul, please do not watch Triangle of Sadness. You can't, you will not make it through. (laughs) Yeah. You talked about it, and I was just like, I still no. haven't seen it, and I'm, I'm really I, excited. I really, I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, Ari, I think you will absolutely love it. Sean would absolutely hate it. I thought it was wonderful. Sean, I would <laughs> like, say that if you've never watched the HBO show, the other two, the I love. The okay, other good two. because I feel like there's a lot of that. Second, That's like the one HBO show I haven't seen. Oh, it's it's so <laughs> so good. It is so. Oh, it's so. I literally watch it, and like, is it a comedy? Yeah. It is. It's a comedy. Oh, that's probably why. I'm I'm more of like the But it does have dramatic elements that are really effective and really good. Oh, it's so good. And all both everyone in it is fantastic. And I... Oh, fun fact. The kid who plays uh, Chase... Mm -hmm actually came into my old store out in colorado once. Oh. um yeah because my boss was talking about it i was like i missed him dang that it sucks. uh fun little fun little fact but yeah i i have seen that one i don't mind it so much maybe when it's he like lives around there that. you might run into him already maybe we'll see i'll be on the lookout yeah 
Yeah, so like for me, it like that those kind of shows I don't mind as much because the secondhand embarrassment is like part of it. But like there are movies when like people just get like and and even those I literally have to like look away or like stop watching a little bit. Like I'm like, but like for the for something like that, like generally the laughs outweigh my out Mm -hmm. my embarrassment for those. Like it still has its moments, but like a lot of them, if the embarrassment weighs too more too much, like I I can't handle it. That's so fast, I, I love a good. Down. I just love a good embarrassing scene. Yeah, same, I love it. Same. The more it no, digs into I it, to... I just get such satisfaction from it. I think. Yeah. No, same. I literally will just I will pause something and I'll or like I'll I'll fast forward it. Like if it's something I know I've seen yeah. before. Like, I'll fast forward it. Like, I will like, try to experience it at least once, like, if I'm watching it, you know? Like, you gotta, you know, I, like, I experience the movie as it's going. But, like, if I've seen it before, there are parts I'll skip. Because I'm just like, I can't handle it. <laughs> I don't want to handle Fascinating. that. Fascinating. Like, so do what this. do you do in Drag Race whenever there's, like, a Trinity K. Bonet calling Chaz Bono Chad Bono, like, super cringy moments? Um, I, I legitimately, <laughs> fa- I fast forward it. <laughs> Like I watched it once and I was just like, Ooh. yeah, so embarrassing. And then I, now that I've seen it, I'm like, oh, I know that the part's coming. Fast forward, <laughs> like yeah. time for me to go make a cup of hot chocolate or something. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very much a. I'm just gonna fast forward till we get to the critiques. Okay, there we go. Let's get, Fair like, or I'll get to the runway. Good to know. Like, yeah, that's really interesting. You're a fascinating case study. I don't study. watch drag. Yeah, really I know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I know. I should be studied. Uh, <laughs> oh, you have been. What do you think our friendship of the past decade plus has been? I take notes. <laughs> Are you studying me mean. anthropologically or scientifically? I don't know. What did she like to Oh, know. I'm just studying you and writing a dissertation. <laughs> Trigger. Could be worse. I was like, I've, I've people have said worse about me. Recently out of um, grad school, Ari. <laughs> oh, I still have to defend my dissertation, so I'm very triggered with that right now. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. I feel bad now. <laughs> You're fine. It'll get done. Good luck. It'll, you know, it's fine. It's all fine. It's fine. Maybe the world will end first, and then I won't have to do it. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, there's good odds of that. So, you know. <laughs> A girl can dream. <laughs> and then, you know, in the in the ruins, nobody can check up on it. You exactly. can just be like, like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> Give me my PhD. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. I'm a doctor. <laughs> oh, my my diploma it got burnt up in the destruction. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's a doctor. <laughs> oh, Lord. He's a man. He's a god. He's a doctor. Um, ten bucks if you get that. Ari. I don't know what is that. That sounds familiar. Um, That's the first wife's club. <laughs> oh, I love that movie, but I haven't seen it in years. <laughs> when uh, what's her name? Um, uh, Showgirls. Um, Showgirls. Elizabeth Berkeley. Oh, she's, she's delivering like, her lines about about Oh man, I love her. <laughs> he's a man. He's a god. He's, he's a, a doctor. doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that's what I think of every time anyone says doctor. It's just like, yes, doctor. <laughs> like, <laughs> love it. Uh, anyway, wow, this is the, the tangents episode, yeah. but it's fine. It's very late. It um, is. It is. <laughs> when you record at night, it. it always gets weird. Um, <laughs> it does get weird. <laughs> uh, 
anyway, so after she sees Bill Pullman in his tidy whitey, she understandably has feelings of a sort. And she has these little meetings with her boss throughout the movie trying to keep him updated he just gets increasingly confused um and around this point i do love when she's explaining to him what is going on up to you know at that point in the movie he is like you are born into a family you do not join them like the marines <laughs> it's so good that line uh it's so great and she just <laughs> her descriptions and stuff just keeps getting wilder and wilder and wilder <laughs> and like i'm bad with names so i could just imagine like, if i was in the situation with a co-worker and just like what also i do not agree with the you do not join them like the marines because i love my chosen family oh, yeah <laughs> they, yeah they didn't they weren't up to they weren't up to date on you know the way queer people <laughs> connect with others yes and i do think this movie has a very queer feel to it because it is a lot about kind of chosen yeah family. i mean not I mean, she chose it and they chose her as you know a little bit of mistaken identity but they still choose each other you know, by the end of the film. Yeah. And those stories are just inherently queer. They just are. And then the never the way and in the never made sequel, Joe Fusco Jr. was a drag queen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that's why they I were planting them. the seeds. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And he was going to uh, meet Ashley Bartlett Bacon and they were gonna look happy <laughs> Oh, that name. What a name. <laughs> <laughs> i know i mean if you're gonna be in a movie as a bitch like, yeah have that <laughs> at name. least get a good name exactly. like ashley bartlett bacon and she's um she, i remember her because <laughs> she was on a show back in the 90s called profiler profiler yeah, she was the lead oh look at you guys <laughs> oh profiler was good that millennium of the pretender do you remember I the do. Pretender? they had crossovers with uh profiler and, and uh-huh. pretender Anyhow. Yep, I remember the serial killer shows. Oh the yeah, <laughs> and again, I'm just smiling and nodding because I wasn't allowed to have television. <laughs> right, we're digging that trauma back up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, anyway, we will talk more about Ashley Bartlett Bacon in a little bit. Uh, do you guys think there's anything to this leaning argument? explain that yeah i'm sorry that that's oh you know in the movie after he thinks that she's pregnant and announces it to all of her friends at her new year's party and he talks about how when joe fusco jr gives her the flowers (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) like the ones they use in the winner's circle at arlington um (laughs) they uh, both uh, talk about how like she leaned when she hugged him and he was like you know it's different than a hug you know leaning involves wanting and desire and he's like doing it to her as he's explaining and then joe fusco yells from across the thing he's like hey loose you okay it looks like he's uh leaning <laughs> uh so do i uh <laughs> sorry no i mean i think <laughs> that there you know that that it means something more intimate is that what you're is that the suggestion in the argument just the argument just what they like they talk about it in the movie just do you think there's anything to it like is there such a thing as leaning i think so i lean no. over people when i <laughs> if i like someone <laughs> I love a nice intimate. I have hug. linebacker shoulders. 
I have the shoulders of an NFL linebacker. So, like, I have to lean against everything and everyone. So, no for me. <laughs> like, I can I cannot Unless there's relate. intention behind it. Cannot relate. I'm like, not. I cannot. There are doorways I cannot fit through going straight through. So I'm very used to the, um, I can't, like, I have to lean through things. So no, for me, there's no such thing as leaning unless you have intent behind it. And she didn't. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'm just <through. laughs> yeah. I love Snake. that the times that she is being kind to him, he always, like, fucks it up. Like, she's giving him a hug and then he's just like, are you wearing a black bra? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, these mashed potatoes are so creamy. Um, we didn't even talk about how lovely that dinner scene was where everybody's just having 15 different conversations as you would in real right. life. And my family, literally all the time to this day, will still, if people are just talking over each other or just not paying attention to stuff, we'll just look at each other and be like, these mashed potatoes are so creamy. Literally to this day. I, this is, that is a line from this movie I quote all the time. All the <laughs> That's time. That's so cute. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's our little family, like, these mashed potatoes are so creamy. And I think it is absolutely charming, and it's cute. And that's also, I think, in the scene where they're like, well, we all know what Lucy's type is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jack's like, I like blondes. <laughs> it's like, uh, you like brunettes. And, and the scene black just, like, stops fork mid and mouth. <laughs> Stop. It's great. It's just charming. It this movie's so is. charming. It's a good scene effortlessly so i'm sure there are a lot of work went into it but it seems very effortless and uh then peter gallagher after getting paid to lay in a hospital bed with his very expressive eyebrows um for most of the movie he wakes up and naturally does not remember sandra bullock because he's never met her in his fucking life <laughs> and so the whole family immediately is like oh no he's got amnesia i love that <laughs> And, yeah, we get this amnesia subplot for a while. Which, and he's um, so dopey. Just, like, the way he plays this character. Yeah, I, I remember, too, a, like, B, C, this incredibly D, rich, <laughs> rich, powerful man. It's just like, do I like Jello? <laughs> I love it. I love when it should. The weird little cut to him, like, singing the ABCs. Like, it, A, B, C, D. I was like, what? <laughs> This movie has so many just weird I little moments. Oh, I love that. Live for them. And again, like, it should make it more of a comedy and not so sweet. And it is really sweet, but not, like, disgustingly sweet. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. There are movies that are disgustingly sweet, and there are a time, there is a time and place for them. Um, For some people. Uh, I am one Same. of those. Sean, probably not so much. Um, yeah, like I, it depends. I, I literally, I I will try to watch Hallmark movies during the Christmas season because they're just, ugh, I don't know. I I know they're bad. I can't but with those. That's where I draw the line. I <laughs> I don't. I like. I'm not proud of it. But <laughs> and, like, and I haven't watched any this year. But it. like, I don't know. They're just. It's very much like the feeling I get when I'm watching Drag Race because you're watching something predictable and you know what's going to happen. Like. It, you're it's a nice way to just copy paste you know like they basically are copy paste plots so you're not questioning like 
you know the ending. Like it's just I know how they you share a dry so kiss in the... the town gazebo, and, I, and then I cry, yeah. and then I just and he go or off she is a high-powered lawyer slash CEO slash CFO who has to go back to their hometown to save. Yes. You know, the local chocolate shop slash bookstore slash, like, <laughs> you know, insert what you've got. Like, or like Lacey Chabert is in they've... Europe and like meets a prince and, you know, those are, yeah. I like the Lacey Chabert well, ones. And that's not, and there's, I, there's something inherently charming about a Hallmark movie. Like, I mean, you're, you're going for the feeling of joy as opposed to like, you oh know, no, I don't get writing. the feeling of joy about it. I'm just like, oh, this really? is disgusting. And I I'm get like, nothing oh, from so it. <laughs> I don't cheesy. get like, joy. Yeah, I get the opposite like, of joy. You don't even get <laughs> Yeah, you don't get joy off of it then well, what also, are you doing? It's a for Sean, think about what think about what I watch most of the time, most like most of the year. If it's yeah. not horror, I'm watching like heavy Oscar bait shit. So having that little time period, especially during Oscar bait season, like all during award season, that's right. when the shit comes out. So having like that little like Hallmark movie thing where it's like, okay, this is not going to put me through like an emotional wood chipper. It's a palate <laughs> cleanser. Nice. I got it. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah. <laughs> I well, I get where you're coming from. That doesn't from. happen to you, Sean, like... because you're not like going to the theater a bunch to try to catch all of these. Yeah, that's because I work all the time. Yeah, it sucks. That's fine. If anyone wants to marry me, I would make a terrific house husband. I will. We'll do parties. I will. I will <laughs> do things for charity, like somewhere that's green. Um, um, yeah, I man, if someone gave me, I will definitely take Ellen Green's job. <laughs> that, I don't yeah. know. Sorry. You'd be stuck with a big, enormous 12 inch screen, and I just cannot live with that life. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so what do you think of the amnesia subplot, you guys? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're still talking about this movie. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I keep. Yeah, I I mean we're pretty close to the end here, but I mean yeah. like the amnesia subplot. I don't. It, it's not really an amnesia subplot. They all assume he has amnesia, but yeah, he, he doesn't, doesn't actually so, I mean, have like, amnesia. He's. It's very. It's not even it's really just like, like a major subplot. gaslighting kind of, by accident. Yeah, they're gaslighting him into thinking he's in love with her, and so he's just like, oh, I guess she's pretty great, isn't she? Well, that's really mainly Saul that's doing that. The family. Just is like, oh, he just doesn't remember. Saul's the only one that like knows and is like, I'm gonna handle it, and has that big talk with him. That's like, just talk to her for two minutes, and if you can't un- like see what the rest of us saw, propose to her again, or just break up with her. And naturally, it's Sandra Bullock, so he proposes to her again. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, I mean, it's Sandra yeah. Bullock. <laughs> Well, and I mean, one of the things, like, when this leads into, like, them getting married and everything like that, almost, um, you know, I do like the fact that, like, at first, Jack does try and do the, like, that, you know, the the gallant thing and, like, not tell her how he feels. Uh, it's so heartbreaking like, when because she's, like, Sydney, re- what is she's, like, Give me, is, give me a reason not to marry your brother and or is there any reason i shouldn't marry your brother and like, and like some lesser movies might have like allowed that to happen and like 
or like she would have been like no i'm gonna marry peter and like even after he told her and like that i i I enjoy the fact that like he chooses his brother first over himself and i think that was like it was really important with like the themes of like the family and they keep they keep all all through the movie they're all like we're not gonna let anyone hurt hurt them and i like the fact that he chooses to hurt himself over like hurting his brother I, I thought just that was really like sweet. the themes of family and friendship and loneliness and stuff mm-hmm. that are just all interwoven throughout this movie. So and well. just the look on her face when Bill Pullman gives her, he's like, I got a wedding present for you. And was like, I was in Little Italy and gave her a snow globe of Florence, yeah. which is so cheesy and stupid and should not work. <laughs> but it does. No, it's not cheesy. But it is stupid. so romantic. I thought I didn't find it and cheesy the look and on stupid. Her face, Sean, if somebody gave you a snow globe for a of a place I where think, I talk about, yeah, where I think one place I want to go for uh, wherever. You're the one of her watching Hallmark so movies all the time. Like you need to give us the snow globe. <laughs> like it's fun. Yeah. Like, no, I think looks... the snow globe is really romantic in this movie, but it just it. I don't think it should be. But also a, a thing no. I noticed on this latest watch, that snow globe scene directly behind Bill Pullman's hand is that globe that her mother gave her dad. It's almost like enforcing because, you know, he was yeah. she was like, he always told me she gave me the world. And it was yeah, just a thing. And that was and exactly it. He the gave parallels her Florence. are so cute. Like, and that's why when, at, you know, spoiler alert, at the end, like they get married and they go to Florence. Like, that's that's why it works, because she he listened to her and he remembered that she said that Florence was the one place she had always wanted to go. And he wanted to give her. A little bit of it and that's what made it it's like it, it's not hokey it's sentimental like and that's why i i, I really i really enjoyed this movie because that it's a bit of sentimentality as opposed to just like like you said it could be like you know kind of hokey or so something i didn't find it that way i found it very much like this is a sentimental gift he listened to her he you know he's in love it was with her, a very and this is like how it was little but it. it is an intimate gift like, yeah like <laughs> and that's why when she's like maybe 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 he really does love me and that's why she when she asked the you know like give me a reason and he's like you know he doesn't because he doesn't want to hurt his 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 brother but he also you know he is in love with her i don't know i found it very romantic i did not find it you know those are the those are the kind of gifts that I really like appreciate actually. Like I, I whenever yeah. I give gifts, it's usually pretty like I think about something meaningful between us. Like we when I give gifts to my family and stuff like that. So for me, like if someone ever gave me a gift that was like rooted in remembering something specific that I shared, I just think that's the sweetest damn thing and I love it and you can get me to do anything if you do that. So <laughs> that yeah. is true. I probably would fall in love with somebody if they give me like, yeah. So I, yeah, I fall no. for people easily, usually the wrong ones. Wait, it's like you know in Charlie's Angel, them. yeah, you know in like Charlie's Angels where they're like, "Oh, Dylan likes him; he's a bad guy." <laughs> <laughs> it's um pretty much like that. I do love after that when she invites her boss to the wedding and she's like, "Why are you marrying him? What about the other guy?" And she just like kind of breaks and it's like. Mm. He didn't want me. And then she's like, you know, why shouldn't I marry him? I sit all day in this stupid dead-end job by myself. I don't get to do anything. Why shouldn't I marry this rich, handsome man and get to go to fucking <laughs> And he's just kind of like, mm, I mean. Point real. made. <laughs> yes. I, like, <laughs> I when I was watching this the other night, I, she was going on that rant, and I just was, like, nodding, like, mm-hmm. 
do it. Yep. You do you. Get yours, Sandy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Love is overrated. Just get Just your Just go to Florence husband. and get money. Get that. <laughs> yeah. Get... This was the uh, good for her of the 90s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then they get married in the hospital. Well, Oh, they but, almost get married. Yeah, almost. And <laughs> after, before this, we skipped over Ashley Bartlett Bacon um, coming to see him, which is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Oh, she's great in this. I think it is hysterical. <laughs> I love when she like is going into the hall and like slips on her heels. <laughs> she's trying to turn the corner, and then he's just Uh-oh. like, "I just love when she's just like, you can't, you're gonna take these back too." And she's just like. <laughs> She's like, her breasts. Yeah, yeah. she's like, I want my stuff back. I want my stuff back. What stuff? Your nose. I can't have my <laughs> nose. I paid for it. <laughs> you paid for these too. <laughs> Go ahead and marry her, you one bald bastard. <laughs> Just storms out. Like she does so much with such a little. She sick. does. Allie Walker is like, I'm gonna come in here and I'm gonna eat this entire room. <laughs> and then I'm gonna leave. <laughs> she does it you know that like a meme and going around it's like they, they said cut and her cut and she heard she heard cunt. Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> she invented that <laughs> uh her and what's her face from the parent trap <laughs> oh yes oh what is that character's name although as an adult i really identify with meredith. oh meredith like, yeah these, same because those like, kids are annoying as fuck i'd be like i'm sorry i am not here for this like she's trying like she did not want to be us like uh, yeah i've never seen that oh another sean. one for the list sean yeah, yeah i was like i yeah that was i was watching like yeah he was watching adult and, movies and not having i was an watching it i was not watching the parent <laughs> trap like, like yeah, i was watching See, i was watching the Haley mills parent trap the Lindsay Same. Lohan parent trap. i love the Haley mills one <laughs> yeah it's the cute Lindsay, I, I, like, I watched I, a lot at school like growing up like we used they used to put them on in elementary school for us but of course i love 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 the Lindsay Lohan one yeah it is uh I'm so glad she's getting a little comeback. I hope it works. I do too. I, I do too. And I, did you watch Falling for Christmas? Because I still want to watch it. Um, based on what you have heard out of me from this episode, what do you think? Uh, yes. The answer to that is yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I actually posted a thing on Instagram. There was a scene where she uh, <laughs> she like flops onto be- onto the bed, and uh, whoever did the set dressing, there's a pillow on the bed and i actually have that same pillow <laughs> i took a picture by the tv <laughs> yes i did watch falling for christmas it is a upgrade to a hallmark movie but it's you know i thought it was quite charming and i really liked it for a little comeback i, I think it, yeah i think it looks like genuinely just cute and like her doing living it was her life it was very and cute and court over in court over street was really cute in it and it was nice to see him like not be in glee. glee yeah <laughs> yes and be called trouty mouth all the time yeah. Oh, um God. yeah that wore out it's welcome yeah, yeah that was a, really yes glee we're gonna bring that in yeah let's let's and really let's take a hard a natural thing <laughs> yes yeah, anyway we, so they're at the i'm gonna course the, correct they're at this wedding <laughs> and <laughs> in the hospital why are they like getting married so quickly like he could have proposed to her, but they didn't have to get married literally in the hospital. Right. Like, who wants that? Well, I uh, think at this point, the whole family is just, like, so in love with her that, like, 
the, and they're just like, do it quick before you realize this is this, this, <laughs> or before Elsie dies before you. she gets to know <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, like before before he uh, yeah, do it quick before he realizes that we've made all of this up <laughs> that we're that we're gaslighting <laughs> him. <laughs> Hurry, yeah. I like really like when he is talking to his brother and you know we're finding out how big of a piece of shit he is and he's talking about you know the squirrels that he supposedly saved when he was little and he was like i threw him <laughs> i knocked him out of their nest with a rock that i rescued him but <laughs> bill pullman's just like, oh, <laughs> like and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> and that was him as a child <laughs> Well, him and Ashley Bartlett Bacon, whose husband is trailing behind her to stop yeah, the wedding. Yes, so we get this big, huge. <laughs> well, we get this big, huge speech. Sandra Bullock's like, "I object," and Bill Pullman's like, "I object." You know, I, I love, love that thing in movies, especially like romantic comedies, when we have a big like "I object" scene mm-hmm. in a wedding. I don't know why. I just think it's really fun. Um, and I haven't really seen it in a while. I feel like oh, it was that's more usually of a, like my embarrassment. <laughs> Oh, I, I love it. I love like, it so much. Oh no. If I am like, ever at a, we- a funeral. If I am ever at a wedding and I get to see a real life, I object. Like I I can die happy. I don't know that I've been to a wedding where they ever ask that. Right. And I've been yeah. I've been to a lot like, of weddings at this point. too. So I don't know. Maybe it's like a Well, you know, thing. for somebody to be like, I object, because like he didn't even get to that. A lot of even in movies, they don't like get to People just start yelling it because they're yeah, yeah. They're just like, I can't hold this in any longer. I object. Um, (laughs) Is it really fun? And I think that speech she gives to the family when she explains what happened and how she fell in love, and you know, we get the joke from the dad like, "You fell in love with me," and she's like, "No, well, yes, all of you." I went from not having no one to having a sister, a mom, a grandma, a de- like, uh, it's, Ugh, uh, it's perfect. Hugh Clayton crying for another time in the movie. And uh, then Ashley Bartlett Bacon and her husband, <laughs> they both are objecting. They're like, you, have, who's that? Ashley's husband. You proposed to a married woman. She's <laughs> like, yeah. And Sandra Bullock exits stage left and leaves them to their, chaos while Glennis Johns happily snaps photos of everything going on. It's really <laughs> wonderful. Capture those memories. Yeah, I would love to have seen like, <laughs> her scrapbook. <laughs> right. <laughs> chaos. I also love Cedar Bullock's aside. She's like, you okay, Grandma? <laughs> oh, she like, checks on her smiles and snaps a picture. And she leaves and goes back to work and we learn that she's quit and she's you know, gonna try to do something with her life that's not a dead end job and go travel. And what pops through her little token, little receptacle, butter ring, and Bill Pullman and the whole family are there, and he proposes, and that's almost all she wrote. We get one more little scene and voiceover and it is wonderful (laughs) the end of the l train has you know they're like just married on it while they're kissing and we find out that for their honeymoon he gave her the best best wedding gift a stamp in her passport and took her to florence and she makes go makes a call back to the beginning of the movie about how like nothing ever um works out the way you plan and she's like you know i was in love with peter but 
now I'm, you know, I'm ended up marrying Jack and that's wonderful. And I once told Peter (laughs) or Peter once asked when I fell in love with Jack and I told him it was while you were sleeping. sleeping. Yep. Title of the movie. They said it. And that's the movie. And it's wonderful and charming. And what are you guys' final thoughts, if you have any, and personal scores out of five? Uh, for me, this was a definite four. Um, it might actually go up a little bit. Now that we've been talking about it, it, it really is so charming and sweet. And a plethora of other things. <laughs> yes. Um, and I just, I, I really enjoy movies that walk that fine line between, like, melancholy and joy. Um, and I really feel like this is one of those that really like treads that line very well. Um, because like, I do recognize that loneliness and I see it and I felt it. And like, I understand completely why she would, you know, while she falls in love with these people who just, you know, exude warmth and it doesn't feel like, like I said, like it doesn't feel contrived. She's not trying to hurt them. She's not trying to, you know, like, She's not trying to be problem like a problem. Like she just ends up being part of a situation that she didn't realize she was, you know, like that she didn't realize was going to happen, and then like falls in love with the people, you know, with the family, and well, eventually the brother. <laughs> and so I just I really I really did enjoy this one. It's a four, maybe four and a half, depends on my next viewing. <laughs> What about you, Ari? Yeah, this remains one of my all-time favorite movies. I looked at what I put on what I rated on Letterboxd, and I actually uh, increased it to what it, it's a five-star movie for me. I fucking love this movie. Um, oh, I'm so glad you changed it. Yeah, no, I mean it's like <laughs> I don't even. know. It's just one of my one of my all-time comfort watches. Just like a, I actually do have a, a handful of Sandra Bullock comfort watches, but um, but yeah, the, I. She's just comforting. She is comforting, and I and I think this is just like a great vehicle for her to showcase her quirkiness, but also like just how charming she is, and you know, kind of just this real, very real character that you know, it's not, it's it's played in a way that is so delicate that you just can't help but. It's like in in another maybe another performance or just handles a little bit differently. This would come across as so creepy and exploitative, but it doesn't mm-hmm. like not once. And I and that's why I just think this is just a beautiful movie. And I, and like even having talked about this too, all the themes around like loneliness and and family and chosen family and just especially around the holidays. Um, I just think that's a really lovely, you know, it just rounds that the whole theme the themes out in a really solid way for me. So yeah, I still absolutely love it. Five 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 stars. Yeah, um, it is obviously a five for me. It is a perfect film, no notes. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, so what do you think this was made for, Sean? Because you, you might be want surprised. me to guess or do you want me to read our notes? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, just sometimes, I don't know. I'm always surprised by what things are made for. It's fine. But uh, it was... <laughs> 17 million yeah 17 like, do you want million. me to pretend so, i don't know yeah i was <laughs> yes, like uh, pretend. Dude, I mean, I was, but I was... that budget of 17 million it made 182 million actually a little over that and again that i just don't why why this movie isn't talked about more like it did awesome and you know that was in the mid 90s yeah that's like a trillion and, dollars today <laughs> this is like one of those People talk about, you know, Sleepless in Seattle or like all these other things, but this is one of the ones that I feel like doesn't really get mentioned as much. And I think it is just as good, if not better than 
a lot of other romantic comedy yeah. big hitters that get thrown around a lot. Yeah, I I promise to start spotting this one up in those uh best rom coms. It really is. It's top <laughs> yeah, five for it's me. Ama- it's fantastic. Uh, I will say, if you guys want to guess what this is on Letterboxd, I know what that is. And I know Sean doesn't. I don't know about you, Ari. Sean doesn't really look at Letterboxd much. Mm-hmm. But um, Sean, you want to make well, a guess? Yeah. Um, I really like this movie. I'm going to go with 3.7. Okay. As far as like what the average is? Oh, yes. I'd say it's probably because people have slept on this movie, I think. Mm, maybe 3.4 3.3 Ooh, you guys are like exactly outside of it it is a 3.5 even oh that's yeah. you know what that's refreshing which is kind of bit. criminal but for a letter but for, letter for letterbox box, that's actually pretty that's good a, especially for yes. a movie yeah <laughs> like this yeah because people people love to hate on wonderful things yes letterbox community is you know it's a it, haters it's a, gonna it, hate it is a community it is a community <laughs> it is a community <laughs> period <laughs> uh so ari do you have anything you want to plug or give us your socials so people can know where to find yeah, you Yeah, you can find me on uh twitter and instagram is where i'm most active it's uh at the t-h-e ari drew a-r-i-d-r-e-w um i also am currently co-hosting a gossip girl podcast and we are uh with joe lipset <gasps> and uh, jenny nolf and we have released three episodes so far um it is a a spinoff podcast of joe's um his harry and katniss and i forget the other the names but it's hazel and harry and star thank you his his ya podcast um so we are yes. doing that right now it's just a fun little you know fun little thing on the side but uh i have that going and yeah you could just and sean to specify it is the gossip girl and just a question it's the gossip the reboot, girl reboot yes. right yes it is yes okay is it worth it the gossip girl reboot is outstanding it is so good it is knows it? exactly what I... it is it is streamlined so it's not like 20 episodes of we both watched shit out. part of the first season and we didn't finish it's, the first season. when it finds itself it just works like i think you have to watch it like i always okay. tell people like i'm so removed from it like doubly removed in that i'm not in gen z and i'm not rich so this when i watch this show it's like i'm part of both it's like it's literally like watching (laughs) fantasy it's like sci-fi like it's just so bizarre to me that i can't relate to any of it but it like has some of the best representation i think of queer types of relationships like they have a thruple subplot that's really so cute um it's yeah it's just where and it knows what it is (laughs) it's not a phrase you hear often (laughs) it's not and it should be and i will die on that hill it should be (laughs) Oh, I agree completely. It's just funny. <laughs> like you said it and I was like, I think that's why it's like, really no, ever. it's actually a really like progressive show and it's really, yeah, it's, it's, I've had a blast watching it it's, and covering it. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, awesome. I'll have to go back and finish because season two just started. Mm. I don't remember where I was at in season one, but. um, It was right after the, I finished the first part of season one, I think it was, where they end with like the riot or whatever. Oh, or the, right, yeah. Because yeah, it was like a protest. two part thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because then they yeah. yeah then they have the, the back half saw the... like five more episodes yeah I think I saw the first episode of the back half of the first season I think that's as far as I made it and I don't think I turned it off because I like hated it or yeah. anything I just got busy and just 
if you can make it but work that is encouraging yeah. i need to do that because i have one to listen to that i'm like ooh, they're covering gossip girl I should it's watch easy it. they're short episodes yeah. it's fun so yeah as far as our our, our awesome. podcast so yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor joe i don't know how he keeps that i have no idea <laughs> oh man that's a glutton for punishment right there with his 80 podcasts <laughs> I'm just like, when does he have time to actually live like, life? Yeah. <laughs> Be a human. <laughs> Much less like prepare for all of these different right. things. I'm constantly like, <laughs> we love Joe. We love, we but stand thank his you. work ethic. Thank you, Joe. I know. I do appreciate his work ethic. And thank you for, thank you, Joe. If you ever listen to this for some reason, thank you for teaching me how to use Audacity. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yes. Thank you for all the help you've given us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shout out Joe to Joe. Joe has been wonderful. Um, Trace, if you want to find, we'd love you out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you as well, Trace. You may tell him we love him absolutely, too, and we'll see relay. Um, yes, if you want to find us on the socials, we are on Twitter at Triple M Pod with three M's. I am at Just Happy to See You, number two, letter C, letter U, and Sean is at Smurf zero one three S M U R P H zero one three. We are both on Letterbox. I am at just happy to see you. Number two, letter C, letter U. Sean is at Murph the Smurf. M U R P H T H E S M U R P H. I'm also on Letterbox. Find us on. Oh, you are. Tell us yours. uh, Same handle. The Ari Drew. I love that I just said oh you are when I (laughs) five minutes earlier was like yeah I looked at your Letterbox. Fainting just, surprise like, all like, around who, here. Who I look at. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are recording at night during the holidays. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> I will edit this into a piece of art. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we are on Instagram at triple M pod three M's. And we have a Facebook page, men who like men who like movies. And if you want to email us for any reason whatsoever, our email is this wonderful short little email, men who like men who like movies pod at gmail.com. And Sean, what are we watching next week? So next week we actually have a listener request and we're gonna watch a movie that I really, really love. <laughs> so I'm actually really excited for it. We are going to Wanda Fried Green Tomatoes. Oh that'll be fine. We're going to what? Yeah. <laughs> to Wanda. I don't get it. Is it thing from the movie? Because <laughs> I haven't seen it since I was very small. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I just like to say things. No, I was just like, Sometimes was that just... like a word vomit? Like, what happened? <laughs> yeah. I had a like, stroke. Did you have a stroke? Yeah. <laughs> what was that all about? Yeah. <laughs> Banks mom's having a stroke called the Bondulance. <laughs> uh, yes. Anyway, we are watching Fried Green Tomatoes next week. And please don't forget to give us a five-star rate and maybe even a review if you have the time. It helps a fuck ton. And please don't forget to be kind to people. It's the holidays. It's hard out there. People get stressed, but it costs nothing to be kind. Ari, thank you again so much for coming on. I had a wonderful time, and you are welcome back anytime. And well, yes, thank you. Thank yeah, thank yeah. you yeah. both. Yeah, it was really awesome talking with you. Really glad. To yeah, get to this talk was to you. a blast. Yeah, um, thank you so much. Sorry for all the tangents. <laughs> That's what makes it fun to be on a podcast. Yeah, we got to have fun. It's true. Very true. Um, 
anyway, happy holidays, everyone. And until next time, I'll say goodbye. Bye, everybody.